0: to this edition of the completely unnecessary podcast for tuesday april 10th wow the bunnies are running around 2018 that's ian ferguson yep i'm country we got we got a lineup for you of, 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 of topics uh, we have a quorum ready to go is this officially a quorum because both of us are here yeah we're we talking about spyro reigniting yeah we're talking about uh adventure 2600 uh cart jumping in price We'll be talking about an s collection. It's to make stuff of the week. WrestleMania. Whoa. We'll be talking about the Patreon uh, topic du jour, which is Saturday morning cartoons, unless it changes in the middle. It's highly controversial. Uh, it's neck it's, and it's, neck right now. It's neck now. Snack and neck between two topics. And your Q&A. Ian, did you have a fun weekend without me? Good four days. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it was pretty good. I, uh... It was peaceful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was good. No, um, yeah, no, it was. It was fun. I've uh, I've been feeling pretty good. I uh, I've been getting out and walking around a lot. Um, went and played pinball. Watched WrestleMania with the friends. Obviously, we'll talk about we'll talk about WrestleMania. that
2: WrestleMania soon. I know it, just like that.
1: Went walking around Old Town with Vonnie last week. I've I haven't been Old in a while. I haven't done that in forever. It was actually a a lot of fun. Um, way side of your face God, Jesus Christ I'm looking at
0: you but the mic is not in front of your face it's you?
1: right in front of my face we're, we're professionals here it's, it's right here I mean well, it's when, a, you
0: tr- when you turn you can't hear when you turn you can't hear sorry Ian I'm a little testy this was
1: right a now. boner it would be right in my mouth Pat. that is th- 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 that experience <laughs> don't know I, I mean I don't know I mean, it, it, I mean let's I mean let's I mean just
0: look at it <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> alright so I'm glad you had fun without me because I'm, I'm a horrible fucking person you're not but uh, um, how else?
1: is uh? You know, everything's just. You been, want to talk about my weekend? Everything's been dandy. I, I was just about to bring up your weekend. How was your weekend? Since, since <laughs> most
0: of these intros is it's just you and never me. I mean, well, this it's time it's usually me. No, it's not a usually lot of times me. it's no, you. No, I don't think so. Okay, so I went to Pax East. We'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it to the comments. <laughs> we'll take it to the Reddit we have that no one ever posts on. I think we have a Reddit. We have um, a Reddit. I think there's a Reddit subform. For still don't know argers. how to use the Reddit. Yeah, I don't understand. It's it. the front page of the internet. <laughs> so I went, to pa- I went to PAX East, Yaku and uh, boy, are my arms oh, my tired. I mean, I flew to PAX East. But um, I haven't been to PAX East for, for three years, and it was interesting that in the three years, it's really changed from the majority being AAA publishers and, and larger studios to majority indie game developers. Like a, like a lot. Yeah. About like 60% of the four. I mean... I'm talking at least easily 100 or 120 indie games there That's at great. least, um, and and most of them are good. You know, you come across a few that are like, eh, probably not ready for prime time. Where it's like, yeah, this probably won't either do well. But the large chunk of them look like there's an audience for them, or they're, or they're polished enough to be there. You know, these aren't just mostly games in their very infancy. Most of them are on their way. You know, pre-alpha, or alpha, um, and I walked around and. I was looking at a bunch from that. I either rediscovered or didn't, and you'd be proud of me because I actually played some of them, and Woo! and talked to developers and figured out what's going on, and 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 you know realize that there's some cool projects out there. So one in particular, I'm going to help out, even though they already reached their kickstarters going on right now. It's a it's a game called Renane R E N A I N E, a game about overcoming failure. You're you're a knight. It's like a eight bit ish. Eight bit ish, uh, like uh, hack and slash uh, action platformer. I met the team. They're like a young student team. Uh, and it's really cute, good music, good animation. It's on Kickstarter right now. Ian even said he heard of the project. Yeah, I,
1: I heard about it sometime last year, like late last year, and it's super adorable. I like the little knight. Oh, okay. I
0: thought I'd add more to that. No, oh, I haven't played it. I've just seen it and it looks cute. Okay. Well, well, you know more about me than before I saw it. Uh, there's there's something called Super Retro Maker that's in the works, which is like a Mario Maker, but for like uh, like Mega Man or Nature Gaiden type of game. So there's a bunch that I'm gonna keep up with. I got I got business cards. The funny thing is that this is the one time where I didn't have business cards out of all the conventions I, was I went say, to. This looks like it was a good
1: time for business cards. And so. I got
0: yeah, these are the ones I actually want to like keep up with and like talk to, and a few others. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. I had a good panel on Sunday about the Golden Age of. of pc gaming thanks again for 3- 3d realms for wanting me on the panel i feel honored did you get to talk about any of the shareware stuff that that, did that really didn't or... come up It was mentioned but it really didn't come up it was more about what, what were the big innovations in the 90s and focusing on pc gamers a ton um what's missing now versus then and my big thing what's missing is that you were allowed to tinker with mainstream releases uh, back then a lot more than now just in general like they're, they encourage you to like go inside the games and, and play with them i think more than now i
1: i Sure. I suppose that modding was perhaps seen as more of a...
0: It was to help bridge, build a community modding. Yeah,
1: like it, it was seen as almost more encouraged, I guess, yeah. by the actual developers than... It, I mean, it, it, it's obvious that they know what's going on, but they don't really address it now.
0: Then I sort of unfortunately took over the panel for a few minutes because I went off my pat rants about how we lost an entire genre. There's a more... Really point click adventure games, and so I was like, "There's an audience for this. Someone's got to do." Those are coming it. back though. And when you say coming back, you you think of like a, a few out there, but a lot of times they're either remakes or spiritual successors. But like, we need like a whole genre revolution. I feel there's a. I feel there's a bunch of fifty year olds and six year olds out there that would play these games again if they knew they were out there. They would go back. Oh, I played those games 25, 30 years ago. I, th- I think th- there's an audience. It's not a huge audience, but there's an audience. So that was great. Um, other than that, uh, what else did I do there? Uh, at the event. I was cold as hell. I was cold because I, I brought a sweatshirt when it was like 30 degrees. That's that's fun. Um, I saw Justice League on the plane coming back. <laughs> oh, boy. How was that? It, it wasn't atrocious. You can definitely tell it was patched together. And it, it's like, let's make the most seamless. Let's try to throw something together that will not offend anyone like Batman v Superman did. That isn't like three hours long. And this was like an hour 50 without credits. It was so short. It, it, it was like watching a first pass at something where it's like, okay, this is like a looser outline of something we really want to do Be, because it, it, all the scenes are usually quick. There's no like transitions to buffer out. So the one thing I noticed that they definitely cut out was the scene where uh, it comes out of nowhere. It's like in the first 10 minutes where Bruce Wayne goes to talk to Aquaman. Um, and it's in, it's in like somewhere like Finland or the Arctic or something, not the Arctic, that's North Pole. somewhere, somewhere where it's cold, like Iceland or whatever, Greenland. And like, he shows him on a horse and it's like, fade to him walking into the bar. Like usually there'd be like 30 seconds in between that. And it's like, okay, let's show him as quickly as possible on this horse. He looks down, like, like you can tell where they cut out 20 seconds here, 30 seconds here. Like they really trim this fucking thing down. Like they really got this like ninety three percent lean beef blockbuster movie. The problem is that it can it shows where they cut out all this all this what they probably thought was unnecessary stuff in order to get the time down where and probably needed more room to breathe. Mm. And just in terms of uh, the characters, the highlight probably would be Barry Allen, since you can tell he's having fun, the actor and everything. Like
1: sure, he, he that was the only down. part that looked almost. I mean, that looked almost promising to me was him.
0: Sure. There's no, there's no real story or character arcs for anyone that I could tell. Like, one Woman's like, character arcs is like, well, you know, you have to protect us again. I know you're, you're, you're sad about your boyfriend from 100 fucking years ago dying. It's like, get over it. That's basically what Batman's telling him, which is true. It's like, yeah, it was, it was a fucking 100 years ago. Right. Like, okay, can we get over it? Okay, everyone dies, um, basically what he was saying. And then Aquaman was sort of like, oh, I don't want to help you guys a little bit, but okay. Like the same, it was the same sort of thing. And Barry Allen's just like, yeah, I want to help out. Like, he's like, yeah, this is cool. You know, n- n- not really much development. Cyborg guy, um, same thing. I don't want to help you guys. Okay, I will. So it, it was the same thing constantly like that. Or it's like, and then Superman, they raise it from the dead. And the mustache thing is really bad and is creepy. Like it, it wasn't normal. You can tell without even looking for it. It's just kind of like rubber, rubber upper lip. It's fucking <laughs> weird. It, that's something going in history, one of the weirdest things in a mainstream movie that they had a work around. That's, it, it's unfortunate. The action scenes were okay. The fact that all the, all the things are fighting, there's like two, only two main fight scenes in the movie. The last one, which is like 25 minutes and the one in the middle when they first encountered the bugs and they're all the same bug. So they're all like these bug aliens. The closest thing is like in the first Avengers, how they're all like alien guys. Right. But these are, but at least that was shot in a fucking street. Sure. So they, or at least partially a street. They actually filmed some of that in New York. So they kind of okay. Real world, this is all like, oh, it's a CG dark tunnel and an abandoned warehouse, and it's just, you can tell it's all just computer, just thrown together. And the the main villain, the main villain, the only villain, is not as bad as what people said. But the fact that he is totally computer generated does take something away from the fact that. It's a computer capture like they couldn't even just put someone in a little bit of makeup or motion capture capture at least what it looks like so it wasn't an atrocity but no it, it's that's why it, it, it's something it's nothing everyone everyone would ever want to see again I mean it, it right. was what it was see and, it once and that's it and' I want to do a quick follow-up on the channel awesome situation because the funny thing about this is that when we recorded it was before that Google Doc came out mm-hmm. so the Google Doc basically encapsulated like all the 30 or producers problems with what they were having before that it was i was just seeing it on twitter and based upon my past knowledge of of hearing what was going on there so the google document made it all easy to digest and it was right there and after that like 30 people left channel awesome in the past two weeks they're down to like 10 or 11 people that are officially left on the website
1: i'm surprised it's that many you can
0: you can make you can make the argument though that being on that website again wouldn't really matter because you have a youtube channel but the i guess the implosion did happen at least in terms of the reputation of the people there. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, uh Allison uh, Pregler Obscurus Lupa who started it all, she she finally did a video about it explaining her situation and, and what was going on. And other but other I saw someone else, I forget his name, come out and not talk so much about the producer's problems, talking about the clickishness of the site, something that I brought up. Right. And he talked about um just, you know, I didn't feel like these are the people that maybe feel like crap or I just want to have fun. I don't feel like these people were accepting of me just because i wasn't one of them one of the things he said like these people just said oh you're some red pill guy alt-right guy and i was like what i am like what like do you have any evidence of that no then why just because you think i am so it's like there really was gatekeeping in order to be part of the club and there was like three or four different groups of people like that were all either he said trying to get into one of the clicks or complaining that the clicks existed so it just sounded like a recipe for disaster on all accounts besides the horrible uh, management. I don't know if you saw anything else about any of that, or if it really matters anymore.
1: No, I. I mean, I never paid attention to the site. It always seemed clickish, and then it, like I said when we talked about it the first time, it surprised me that it was happening again because I thought it had already fallen apart.
0: It did, but it wasn't. Didn't coagulate. Sure. Like a fine, like a fine bread pudding. Does bread pudding coagulate? Uh,
1: I mean, it binds and gels and puddings, so I guess it coagulates. Sure. Putting putting much
0: my love for you it coagulates at puddings. times. Mm-hmm. Doesn't distill out. It puddings.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so
0: no, I don't. I don't. Whatever. I don't care. You did miss me this weekend, Ian. Yes, sir. So there's a modern game we're going to talk about that. Um, there's some controversy because there's no controversy, which I think is strange. Far Cry Five, which is a, a open world first person shooter type of game based upon the other Far Cries, which Remember the first Fry Cry? Far Cry coming out and being like, this is the game that it, it, you need, a, you need a, a whole new rig to play this game. Remember when that came out? That was like the big thing about no, it. No, that was,
1: it was Crisis. Like, crisis is the one that was always talked
0: about. Originally, Far Cry before that. You don't remember that way back? It was
1: Crisis is the one that everyone jokes about needing that. Still to this day, there's jokes about Crisis. Far Cry
0: was the original one going back to like the early 2000s, I believe. That was the one, Ian. Okay. I'm remember because right. it had like the, the water you walk in the roll on the beach? Am I making this up? I, Why do you got to be contrary I mean, to me all the time for the first time. Maybe,
1: maybe that's maybe that's right. But Crisis is the one that I remember everyone saying you needed like an insane rig. So in I
0: room. remember Far Cry being the one that you needed at the time a, a better rig. Anyway, Ian, we're here at four. Later, a Far Cry Five. So Far Cry Five takes place what Middle America, and it's based around some weird cult family. Uh, yeah, uh, some some some
1: yeah, some family in the fake town of Hope, Montana. Okay. or something like that. Eden's Gate, Eden's Gate. They're cultists,
0: right? Uh, so I guess what people have a problem with is Hope that Hope County, Montana. I guess what people have a problem with is that in 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 the in the lore of this game, they are not overtly like uh, white nationalists. I guess they are not overtly racist, and so there's not like an overt. Is it can settle to be avert. But there, there's no real metaphor for the current political climate that people can easily pick out and say, oh, this is talking about what's going on today in the U.S. I think
1: the larger problem is is that you don't even need that, but if you're going to take something with... I, I think it said it's said it's just it's toothless in all regards. I would, almost, I would agree in some, in, in some way if, if this is all to be taken as, at, at face value. When you announce a game that's based on a cult... Or is going to have a cult as an enemy. You don't have to make it white nationalist. You don't have to make it racist. Um, but you should probably at least try to look at... You should at least take the subject matter of the cult seriously. And I think, at least in, in this article, and, and this is where I would agree with the situation, um, you should at least try to handle the idea of the cult seriously and not make it a joke and not make it a joke and what it is is they never really approach it from a uh an angle that can be taken seriously it's they don't they don't talk about you know how a cult would actually recruit members or anything like that okay. it's all done with uh, wild, wacky drugs, mind control, and hypnosis and stuff so like stuff
0: that. So stuff that hasn't existed, since, like the cults in the 70s or even 80s. Well, no. Like, or... it, 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 it,
1: it, it they're they're at... not
0: looking at the modern context where if they really wanted to say, okay, maybe they would have been about I hate to bring it up the fake news, but stuff like that to recruit people or propagandists more more over to what we see. It's not using of... real ways that, it, yeah. it's not attacking real ways that
1: cults work. It's it's using the idea of a cult to, to be sensationalist, to bring people in, but it's not actually dealing with the actual issue of cults. It's, it's like, here's a cult, it uses this as advertising, gets everyone interested in the premise, and then instead of dealing with it as an actual cult, it's, oh, we've got some you know, wacky fake drug that's, oh, this is why the cultists are act, acting the way they do.
0: Ben Kuchera at Polygon writes that Far Cry 5 gestures towards serious issues like religious extremism or gun culture, but gets nervous and pulls its punches, stopping short of being either entertainingly apolitical or seriously timely. That's interesting. I guess they they wanted to walk this line, not to offend anyone, ever. Right. And, and in doing so, it's like, well, this what do you what what do you have left then? here you just have this background and landscape of all this politically charged stuff and in theory not, but it's not politically charged anymore right it's there's, just there. there's nothing there it, it's like setting a game during uh antebellum antebellum south let's just say but not bringing not up, touching and not of touching the, slavery right. at all somehow but exactly. you're in the south right and you're like a traitor just like making your way or farming, but you but somehow skirt around racism and slavery somehow. We're not going to tackle any of the uncomfortable issues, even though we're setting ourselves in that garden. Yeah, that's real. That's that's almost harder to do. I think it's harder to do that. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> I mean,
1: to to what end? I I, I don't think I, I to me that's that's toothless, and I I have no I have no real need for that.
0: Uh, This Verge article says, intentionally or not, Far Cry 5 doesn't feel like a failed attempt to explore far-right separatism. It feels like a game that started out loosely based on then-contemporary politics and right-wing splinter groups, got derailed by the real world's hard, sudden turn into political catastrophe, and ended up as a mess of topical buzzwords. So maybe when it was starting up, they were like, oh, okay, we can explore these issues. But, whoa, wow, some of these issues are actually coming to the forefront now? Whoa, we got to back... We got to now back away from this shit you know like the fact that uh, prior to last year the last couple years neo Confederate wasn't really a word you heard and now it is again or it's like wow you have you have a bunch of these people coming out of the woodworks so maybe that was it like we want to just stay as far as we can from this stuff (laughs) I don't know I mean and that's I almost find that to be unfortunate or they're just I mean this is a huge game They, they have a lot of money behind it years of development cycle you know you can't piss off a large chunk of the population you know if you want your game to be successful necessarily but then again at the end of the day maybe that would have drawn people to play it because now now i don't i mean not that i'm drawing a game for this to begin with but if i'm not going to play a single player player campaign where it's just like oh this is just you know a fun time in this weird environment because when you look at it why don't you just play uh, when you play a gta game it's a fun environment to begin with, because the city, but then they build in some of these themes here and there and they piece it together. Sure. So that's more effective. This is, if you're couched in all this stuff, that's politically charged. But then when you actually play it, it's not that to me is a, di- it's, it's, is there's some sort of dissonance there. There has to be.
1: It, for me, it's, it's how they sold it. You can, you can do a cult story and then have it go off the whales and be rat- wacky and, and, and whatever you want. It's just, that's not really how that was pitched and it seems like at one point they probably wanted to go all in and gung-ho on the idea and I think they got cold feet what's strange to me is had this game been announced maybe 10 or 15 years ago they probably would have had no problem going all in on this Sure. on this idea but now everything is so delicate that I feel like they had to tiptoe around it to make sure that you know they could sell it to well, as many as they could with no offense
0: uh, this is interesting in this Verge article um, the group that bears the most resemblance to a conservative militia in Far Cry 5 isn't the Eden, Eden's Gate cult. It's the resistance movement that players create to fight the cult in fictional Hulk County, Montana, a town already full of gun enthusiasts and members of existing militias. As you proceed through the game, blowing things up to raise your resistance meter, that's kind of strange, cult leaders will periodically accuse you of being too violent, evoking the standard first-person shooter. Both sides are bad trope. Is that, is that a trope in first person is that both sides are bad i didn't know that i didn't know that either but the cult is so is so ridiculously monstrous that it's obvious hypocrisy when a resistance member Im- impliedly tortures a cultist at one point it's played as a quirky offhand detail while the cult engages in over-the-top monstrosity like making children eat their own parents whoa okay so, okay <laughs> it says there, there are on the on the nose references uh, in the game to current political stuff but it just seems like it's like like the trump p tape you, there's one side question yeah I think it's funny as hell
1: i heard about that like you have but, to re- yeah you have to retrieve a tape or something like that
0: so maybe it was, just a, it was maybe this was a case of just bad timing with their game and, where it started at one point and then it ended somewhere else and then it's like okay we have to just yeah i mean that's which, that's which,
1: what i just referenced said like yeah. if this was 10 years ago or five years ago i have a feeling this would have come out it, probably with a uh, probably closer to the vision i think everyone kind of assumed where it was going and maybe they just said yeah, you know what maybe this wasn't the right time for it and we just need to get this out is
0: there an obligation from a major studio to do something politically charged if if it's leaning that way already an is... obligation no there's no obligation from a major studio to do that but i think
1: i i i think at some point if people want at some point, I think that there, I think there's a market for games that do tackle stories in a in a more serious way. You know, but
0: uh, well, Far Cry was never ultra ultra serious, though.
1: Doesn't mean you can't do it. I'm not okay. saying. I'm not. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm just saying that personally, it 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 doesn't appeal to me in that. Way. And I, I have it would no it search. would
0: appeal to you more if if it was more. A more metaphor, a bigger metaphor, or closer metaphor with current political. I would have read more yeah. about it. You would. I
1: don't. I don't know that I ever would have actually played it. Okay. But I'm just so saying. At least it would have been more interested. Yeah. From the outside looking in, this is less interesting to me than what it would have been if it had at least taken a shot at something good or bad.
0: At the end of the day, you're gonna have a lot of maybe people playing this. I won't give a shit about it either way. They just want to play multiplayer and kill people and do stuff. And you know, is there multiplayer in Far Cry? There's no. Is there multiplayer in Far Cry? I have no idea. I thought it was a single-player game. Far Cry multiplayer. All right, can they make any game anymore with that multiplayer? <laughs> I, I give the game some credit. if It's if, co-op. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's right, because 4 was co-op as well. 4 took place with, like, elephants and stuff, right? Yeah. in <laughs> Like, some weird tropical paradise. All right. So, all right. Well, well, I, I've seen some people complaining one way or the other about, oh, it's not political enough, or why are people complaining it's not political enough? It is what it is. We move on with our lives, I guess.
1: I don't care. It's not so much. It's it's not political enough, or it's too political. It's just when when you announce a game like that, that forward on it, you know that upfront with it, that kind of trailer and that kind of picture. When, when that's how you announce the game, based on that sort of story, and not on some sort of gameplay mechanic or something like that. But you're like, here's the next one. Here's a cult sitting around a table with a bunch of guns. And then you deliver the story with with no teeth. I I think that's more why people are upset, because you present it as it's going to be one thing, and it's it's another.
0: Sure. Let's talk about something reigniting, Ian.
1: (laughs) So, uh, as everyone was hoping for, and it finally happened, uh, Spyro is getting its HD collection upscaled. Um, Spyro reignited. And it's going to uh Activision's doing it. Activision did the uh Crash Bandicoot um collection. Um the original three Spyro games will be on it. Uh Spyro, Spyro Year of the Dragon, and uh well, Spyro 2 would be Ripto's Rage and then Spyro Year of the Dragon. Uh the first the three first three games were originally done by Insomniac, which uh, is now um which is now done uh the the uh, Ratchet and Clank games, I believe they did Sunset overdrive on the Xbox one um, and much like the Crash Bandicoot series the uh, the Crash Bandicoot HD collection they're going to be rebuilding them from the ground up but trying to keep all of the gameplay intact. Um, they said they'll be doing some you know slight redesigns on some of the enemies and things like that and I'm actually kind of excited because I never really played the Spyro games when they came out. Uh, and this will be a a cheap and easy way to kind of check them out and see what they're all about. Uh, I had always wanted to um, give them a shot, but by the time they had come out, I was already spending way too much money on the RPGs that were coming out for the PlayStation and stuff like that every week. So they just kept getting pushed
0: to the side. Sure. So, Spirals to me is always one of those series I never got into because yeah, I was again it was bigger on PlayStation like Ratchet and Clank I just never got into it but that it's one of those series where if you had associated with like Playstation that error you would do that it would be on a Playstation Classic Edition I guess <laughs> sure like, like, like if you went that route it's cute he's cute he's a cute little guy little purple purple dragon type guy um yeah I, I what, what are the m- main gameplay mechanics that people liked at the time was the fact that it was 3D platform but you can fly around and yeah you fire. can fly around and it's more open and stuff like that um,
1: you know and there's uh, you know you have to collect the eggs and, and, and that sort of thing
0: is it is a collectathon like all these are these 3D I, platformers yeah, <laughs> to
1: be honest with you I have no idea Um, I, I think the interesting question though is is and we've had uh, we I, I actually had a few people ask is you know is is this worth it or are we being taken for the money and honestly I think it probably is worth it especially at how much is this it's going to be forty, just like the Crash Bandicoot collection. was. It's going was. to be
0: PlayStation Four and Xbox One, September twenty first.
1: And with a, a collection like this, um, I mean, it's interesting to look at both the Crash Bandicoot one and the Spyro one. On one hand, I'd played all those first three Crash Bandicoot games, and I felt like it was definitely worth um, buying the remaster because they did on, they had done a really good job um, recreating those from the ground up, and it was a lot of fun to go back and. Revisit them all; and they look great. And those games aren't exactly; they're not super expensive. But you're going to spend probably twenty bucks at least on each one of those. At, you know, at a at a convention or a retail store, they've gotten popular. They've gotten more expensive. So that's sixty. You're getting all three of them for forty in one. Yeah, package. And, and that it's, looks and nice. And you're
0: playing on your modern console, right? Wouldn't this be? I'm surprised this wouldn't be announced for the Switch. Maybe later on. Possibly later on. I mean. It took them a while to
1: announce the port of the Crash Bandicoot collection for the Switch.
0: It's weird because from what I've been, just from being at PAX, it seems like everyone's jumping on board the Switch. Oh, yeah. All the indie developers are, people are like, okay, this is going to be a a runaway hit. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to hedge our bets, at least on the indie side. I guess AAA developers still are like, well, we'll see, I guess, for some reason, to some aspect. But this falls in between because this is just a, you know, it's just a... A port of games that are 20 years old, so they, sh- they it's should... It's not just a port, though. I mean, they well, really are rebuilding it from... Sure, but this isn't a A game. <laughs> no. You know. That's what I mean. I may mean, port was not the proper term <laughs> for that. It says, yes, it's remastered. So... So, I, so they they just canceled, weirdly canceled the, uh, the uh, Tomb Raider trilogy uh, remastered edition, but it seems like wherever they can now, they're just going to start putting out these trilogies or collections of these 20-year-old games. From like the PlayStation era, then why not put them back out? Remastered form.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't see like I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um I haven't played a lot of these
0: games. I played a little bit of Tomb Raider. I never I've never played any spiral in my <laughs> life. So to me that there could be an appeal from like, oh let's check it out. You said forty bucks for three full full length games, why not?
1: Well and that's what appeals to me, and I think for a lot of um people who are younger who may know of these characters but have never played them this is a lot easier than going out and buying a PlayStation one or a PlayStation two and finding all those games and doing it. So yes, I do think, especially with these, with, with these games, there is definitely a need for them or definitely a place for them to be updated, better, better cameras, better graphics, um, and easier accessibility.
0: Well, yeah. And plus getting an original PlayStation, trying to connect it to an HDMI TV might be a little difficult. And then the, disc scratching load up times it seems like the, the, the disc based consoles are the worst to try to go back and play nowadays for a variety of reasons it just seems like it's the biggest hassle so there is going to be there is going to be a set of games from any retro console that would probably to me be, make the most sense to either remaster or just come back in, in a collection like that it would be some of these games on the, these cd-based consoles absolutely because 20 years from now, is there going to be any... Is It might be tougher to find an original PS1 that works still. It might.
1: Especially, I think, ones from like the PlayStation 1 and and, and certainly... and uh, Anything that was... Anything from, say, the PlayStation 1 or Saturn. Anything from the early Polygon era. Yeah. The early Polygons... Plus, those games are ugliest since. That's what I'm getting at. Them. They yeah. They had... There was charm, but it doesn't hold up in the same way that Sprite-based graphics, yes, can hold up. Early polygons were a true limit of the yeah. time, and they worked with what they had. But it was—it's different than you know an eight by eight grid sort of constraint or sixteen by sixteen grid or a color constraint. You can still work within that and, and make something I think that's more appealing to look at than a polygon constraint.
0: I had an I had an, uh, an argument, a friendly argument with, the, with an indie game developer, I believe, he actually tweeted at me, about when will, I guess, the Polygon slash N64 era be considered like the retro game aesthetic. And I I said to him, I don't think it, it ever probably will. I don't think so either. Just because, well, first of all, you haven't seen them. Like all these indie games come out, 99% of them look like 8 or 16-bit or, or a combination of them. Almost none of them look like polygonal 3D platformers did. But it seemed like at the time that was that was the best they could do so they went with it does that make sense yes versus they couldn't express everything they wanted to you know so if you saw a crash Bandicoot, you at the time you're probably like yeah that was cool but it, i wish there was more detail on these characters you know sure and so the remasters are all like a logical step forward when you see a 16-bit game you don't need to see more detail that's all you know what i mean that's what it is
1: you could you could always want more detail i guess i just felt like that The 2D art allowed for more expression, even in its limitations, than the polygonal art did in its early limitations. Sure. That's probably the best way for for me to put it. Um, All right. So, yeah. Anyways, you know, I'm glad it got announced. Everyone was clamoring for it since the uh, Crash HD collection came out and it was finally announced at PAX. So,
0: is there another? What what do you think of the next big big, uh, trilogy or quadrology?
1: Honestly, I would have guessed. Yeah, I would have said probably Tomb Raider, but Square Enix is just crazy, and obviously that. Has there been a Ratchet and Clank one? Ah, uh, yeah, there was a Ratchet and Clank. There was, you know, the Sly Cooper. They did a lot of those, I think, during the PS3 era.
0: Okay, so those are out there, and after that, you're pretty much done. I can't think. Of... <laughs> what
1: do you got? Yeah, right? I'm not sure that there was any like any other late era mascots that I can think of that needed it, need it to have. I always those.
0: forget about good old Sly Cooper. <laughs> yeah,
1: never really played those either. Those look good though.
0: So speak, speaking of collections. Yeah, Ian, this, this this one is...
1: looks awesome. So um SNK is doing a 40th anniversary collection. This was revealed at PAX, I didn't know that. And it's coming to the Switch. It's so this is this is a different thing for SNK. I think when a lot of people hear SNK, they immediately jump to
0: It's the SNK 40th anniversary collection.
1: Yep. They immediately jump to or when they hear the collection, they think MVS titles because SNK has done some of those before. These these collections they had the Arcade Hits one for the PSP and the PS2, and it had like you know the um, like the League Bowling and the Baseball Stars and you know the um,
0: Baseball Stars, you know some of the King of
1: Fighters and the you know the, the those those Super sorts spy. of games, yeah. <laughs> and um, this is actually quite different this is a collection of their games um going back to their pre-mvs days and it's going to have console ports and arcade versions of uh, a lot of the games some of them people probably know from the nes
0: thank god you get the arcade versions yes because some of these are just
1: freaking unplayable in their their home versions um so this is going to be cool people will be able to finally compare and contrast some of these games that they may only know from the nes um Alpha Mission is going to get the arcade and home version. Athena is going to get the arcade and home version. Crystalis, which never had an arcade version, is just going to be on there, which is fantastic. Ikari Warriors, damn near unplayable in the home version.
0: But the arcade, it's good because it's a a rotary joystick, so you can strafe.
1: And they should be able to uh, do that fantastically with uh, with a second joystick. In the arcade, it's a joystick, with the knob on the top So you're you saying
0: use. using like a second trigger? You no, know, you probably can use the L and R's to rotate on top. That's what I would think. You could
1: do that. Or I was thinking you could move with one joystick, use the and other to rotate. rotate that way, and then you can fire with the shoulders. There's, there's, a, there's a number work. of ways you could do it.
0: I like my idea better, though. Using L and R <laughs> to rotate the guy than using the left to control. Either the way only though. problem
1: with L and R to rotate is you'd be at a fixed speed. Which you wouldn't have with a knob.
0: Well, the knob you still kind of wore with that chunky knob. You couldn't like do it like extremely quick. Yeah, true. It was a chunky knob. I like that joystick. Car Warriors. Anyway, Car Warriors so, Three: The Rescue. Uh, Victory Road is down at the bottom, which would be part two. Uh,
1: Gorilla War, which is fantastic. POW, which is fantastic. Prehistoric. The arcade version is
0: fantastic. NES is all right. Eh,
1: I like the NES version, but yeah,
0: didn't have. Uh, two players.
1: Psycho Soldier, which is awesome, street smart. Uh Psycho TMK Soldier through. is a shooter, right? Um yeah, it's like a side scrolling. It's um What the hell is street smart? Athena is in I don't know, um some of uh, Athena's teammates from uh who the fuck from King of Fighters is in Psycho Soldier? I'm, I'm Oh, I
0: think I played Street Smart once in my life. It's a, is
1: it a beat 'em up? It's a beat em up. Yeah. Uh, Vanguard victor So and and that's not all the games that are being announced. Um, the the deluxe edition, the limited edition, um, has a really nice like clean look to it. It's coming with an art book and a soundtrack CD. Um, and I think the Switch is a great home for this. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 actually very excited about this.
0: Street um... Smart. Oh, it's it's like a combination fighting game and beat em up. There's fixed screens you're on. Oh. that's interesting yeah i don't think i've ever maybe i didn't play that I'm trying to remember if I ever played, see that that it came out in 89 or 90 so
1: i can never remember which king of the monsters it is but one of them has a, a similar setup to it i can't remember which one
0: well those you can walk around though one of them is mostly probably just two one-on-one That's on one. why i don't like two one is a lot better than two i never played tnk3 vanguard i think i played once I've
1: never played T. So,
0: I'm, so I'm, I'm surprised, like you are, like these are, like you said, they're not going Neo Geo on this at all. They're like, okay, let's go back to our true, quote-unquote, roots.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's time. I mean, the Neo Geo stuff is great, but, I mean, they... It's been out forever. It's been out forever, and, and especially on the Switch, there's no need for them to go to that because the Arcade Archives Neo Geo project has just been releasing those by the the boatload.
0: So this is going to feature rewind and save any time, uh, Redesigned control schemes for modern feel, upscale 1080p graphics, optional cheats. The collection is being worked on by Digital Eclipse, developers behind the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. And they also collection. did
1: the, um, they also did the Mega Man collections, the Disney Afternoon collection. So oh, okay, um, some some bells and whistles yeah, here. Real solid pedigree behind
0: retail Real Retail copy includes what looks like an art book and soundtrack disc of it. Oh, is there any any decent soundtracks on here? I don't know sorry Warrior soundtrack remains to be seen. Crystalist soundtrack yeah. is actually really good. The POW wasn't bad from my remember for a beat 'em up. Used to play POW, now at the Perth Amboy Cinemas in New Jersey. It was like one of the only multiplexes at the time. Uh, you still had you know most theaters were like two or three screens at most, you know, or yeah. one. And so that was the only one. That was before like this. Before it was Lowe's, it was like Sony theaters before it became AMC. Um, so my dad would give me like five dollars. we got get to like an hour. I'll give me five dollars and quarters, which is like. That's 20 games. That's not bad. So I always play... No, that's actually pretty dang good, time. good. So I always play like Rolling Thunder. They had their APB, which was fucking difficult when you were nine or eight. Now I, I love that game. When you were nine, it was hard to get into that game and actually know what you are doing. Um, I have very little experience with that game. I want an APB cabinet. I think I just decided that because it's so goofy and fun and it's a dedicated one. It's one of those ones yeah. that
1: you definitely get something more out of playing the arcade version. Yeah, so. I love
0: those Atari, mid-80s Atari games. Well, anyway, and then I'd play POW. And I usually would beat it on, like, maybe $1. fifty or $2 with, with a partner at the time. So, all right, this is a cool collection. I like this. I'd like to see more of this sort of, like, uh, collection of maybe games that have been forgotten. You know, both, both with, I'm trying to think of another company that would do this, though, without overvaluing their IPs. I don't think Konami would ever do something like this.
1: Oh, certainly not. It's yeah. good to see SNK still plugging along.
0: Absolutely. In some way, shape, or form. Ian, have you seen Ready Player One? Uh, no, I have not. I haven't either. It sounded like it was pretty good. What, what, what do we got in Rotten Tomatoes here for Ready Player One? Uh, real quick here. I want to say it was like 70% without without even ever looking, just from what people say. But what Ready Player One is, it's a celebration of like 80s and 90s nostalgia video game. Uh, video game references out the wazoo. There's even Overwatch in there. It's modern. There's other stuff like Iron Giants in there. They'll get sandblasted, squeaky clean with pop culture references. From what I understand, it seemed like before it came out, people were like kind of upset that it was appropriating, I guess, geek culture, even though it's based upon a book. Well, so I mean, that's...
1: it's a. I don't think it's appropriating geek culture. I mean, yeah. it, it's. It, if anything, I mean, it's. It's just a. I'm probably going to see it at some point, but I, I mean, too. if anything, it's. I mean, probably not in theaters. I will watch it when it comes out. I expect to be passively entertained. I I think I think people's problem is, is it's just it seemed that the issue was that it's little substance and the entire way it's getting over is essentially cheap pops.
0: Is that what it, people are saying? There, there's a pl- Oh look at that. Look look at look at that. Look at look there's Mario there. there yeah.
1: yeah, you know it's well, the Planet Benatar and you know it's you know it's all this stuff and it, it So
0: that's so that's really what's driving the the plot versus Wreck like It Ralph where where it's just video games as a background, but then there's actually there's a story. A where arc is, and story. from what
1: I understand with this, it's and like I said, I'm I'm not even going to shit on it because I don't care. I mean, like I said, it's <laughs> it's it's Spielberg. You know, it's probably going to be pretty amusing to the eyes and all that. It's going to have a good narrative because it's Spielberg. Yeah. So you know, but I I think that's the the problem, and that's 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 a, that's at least part of the reason why I'm why I'm sort of uninterested is. I'm just. I talk about this stuff all day. I mean, this is this is work. This is what I do. How, how people have people come into the shop and talk about the movie? People seem to be pretty okay. Pretty okay with it, and I imagine that when I see it's, it, I'll probably be pretty
0: okay with it. Um, it's not like a pixel situation, which was a no tro- atrocity. No,
1: but it is. It, I mean, it's definitely. It seems. To, it, it seemed to have been a book that certainly. Um, and a movie that is certainly you know, riding on a lot of you know, references. And let's see what we can notice and what we can find.
0: Well, it seems like uh, Rotten Tomatoes was down for me for some reason. Couldn't get to the website. I'm not sure why. I'm just trying to see. But it, it seemed like it's, it's done well at the box office. Um, so what is it? So we're, we're meandering here. Right. Which is what I tend to do. But So what's the big deal about this? I guess uh part of the 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 plot of the movie is to find all these easter eggs and then you you get control of the the world you're in right
1: yeah you're trying to you're trying to find an easter egg and um it, you gain control of of the oasis which the, is which this, the, the virtual world the, that you hang out online in. game world that they're all hanging out you in. get all
0: it basically it means you take over really everything because that's where everything happens in the virtual reality that's what controls everyone's lives or
1: and what's happened is in the point of this topic is the adventure 2600 cart has jumped up in price uh, because of this movie because of this movie okay and uh this this there is a there is a, a a spoiler here apparently it's i guess a fairly big one but
0: um we'll we'll just say i guess adventure is part of the ending of the movie
1: yeah so uh, I, I started to get calls from people and texts after this movie came out. Like, if you have adventure cards, look up for them. You know, pull them aside Just or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> we don't. I didn't pull any aside or hoard any. Um, we still sell them for three dollars a piece if you can come into Luna and find one. Uh, but everyone's really interested in the cart because at the end of the movie, apparently, the, the, the last thing that they have to do, I guess, is. There's an Atari 2600 that has every game on the Atari 2600 pre-installed on it, basically. And what they have to do is... The only thing they really have to do is play Adventure on it. And what they need to do is actually not beat it, but find the Easter egg. Which
0: is the first Easter egg of video games that we know about.
1: So the Easter egg they have to find is also...
0: You want to remind people what the Easter egg is in Adventure? Yeah,
1: it's an Easter egg So... In Adventure, the Easter egg is you find a, a room that has uh, uh, his last name is Robinette. What's his first name? Was it, was it Martin? Yeah, now I'm gonna look Warren Warren Warren. Warren Robinette, who was the um developer of the game. Uh, Atari. Uh, back then, I uh, did not want to credit any of the developers. They didn't want any hot shots or, or uh, they didn't want any of them to be, you know, built up like rock stars. Um, you know, they didn't want anyone to have that sort of ability to use it as leverage against them for, uh, you know, looking for raises or anything like that or anyone striking out on their own. So Warren Robinette, you know, hid his name in there uh, for people to find so that they would know who created the game. It says created by Warren Robinette. And they used that in the movie. Um, so they used an Easter egg in the movie to be the Easter egg, the final Easter egg that you have to find. Sure. Um, which is actually kind of a pretty cool tie-in, um, or a pretty cool way of doing it. It's I think. smart. It makes sense. It's smart. It makes sense. It's interesting. I guess that wasn't in the book. Uh so that's a pretty oh. uh, yeah so that's a that's a pretty interesting way of doing it.
0: That's so they were they basically made it better than than the book did. Yep. I figured, "Oh, it's Which... Easter egg, why not go back to the originals, make it part of the plot." It's actually clever. Yeah, that that kind
1: of makes And if you
0: were the guy who programmed this Oasis role, you might have said, you might have done that and you'd really have to know in the future about Easter eggs in order to know that. Yeah, I think that's
1: kind of clever. So, um that's why this Adventure 2600
0: card has jumped up in price. I... Well, it, it looks like on price charting it went from... I didn't know. It, it looks like it was $10 the past couple of years or $8. So it looked like that was a little more than, than the Dirt Common games. Adventure is always one of the most known Atari games, though. Sure. Talk about it. So it's always going to be a little bit more than, than Enduro. I can't say Enduro.
1: But it's the one you always bring up.
0: But it's jumped up to uh $22 right. in April. So it went from February 954... Then it jumped up to April to $22. So it doubled in price based upon this movie. So people are looking for this. They figure it's cool. They, they, they probably never, most people probably never played an Atari in their lives, lives. They're like, oh, this is cool. We like this movie. It's pop culture. Let's look for I you put it on the shelf. It's just like a memento. Right. These, these are probably not game collectors that are pumping this price up. I would think. No. They, they just want like a trinket from a, this awesome movie that celebrates pop culture that they like.
1: Yeah, and and that's that's cool. Um, I don't imagine that the value on it is uh, the 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 value. Know, the
0: value. Uh, Interesting enough, from what I've seen, the evidence looks like people the the ones that are going for more money is the one with the the graphics on it, not just the, the original one, which just says Adventure and that's it. And that one's
1: harder to find. Oh, sure.
0: That, that yeah. was like the first couple years that they stopped making those.
1: Um, which one I have? I don't think I don't think the the jump in price will last long. No, it never does for this stuff we never does people like i said people have been asking us if we've raised the price or you know that suggesting that we should hold some back if we have any it's like no we've never bothered to pay attention to very 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 rarely do i ever take an atari cartridge and go okay this one needs to be set aside
0: there are still probably a hundred thousand adventure carts in the u.s scattered around the place. I would say probably more
1: than 100. I'm being generous. The game sold in the millions.
0: So I'm being generous there's 100,000 remaining that are just around there. I keep going back to Classic Game Fest in Austin where they literally had boxes of probably a few thousand Atari games for a dollar each that no one was looking at. There was probably... 90 adventure cards somewhere in, in all of those. Sure. Just, like, scattered around. It doesn't matter if they're worth $8 at a time. Not many people are going to look for it to buy it. So, think about that. All the collections and people that have tons of Atari games, 2700 carts, uh, there has to be at least one. There's always one adventure in any, like, lot of Atari games that's of any size, right? For the most part. Sure. You know, it's one of those top 20 Atari games you think about. So, that's why, again, yeah, this is going to come back down to earth.
1: Yeah, I will set aside a, a hero cart if I get a hero in, but an adventure. I can get five adventures in today and I'm not gonna set any of them it's aside. A dirt common game. I'm gonna charge three dollars for it and I I'm not gonna bother. Yeah, you're not you're gonna it. care if
0: you lost that money because you gotta put it on eBay and then you don't know when it's gonna run out. So as an aside, I looked at I just looked up Sky because that was a game that went up after James and Mike Monday when they played it. it was also it was also an A B G N Marathon exclusive. Um that that went up to like thirty forty bucks at one point if you remember that a few years back.
1: yeah it's it's not a it's, it's not a super easy game to find on its own but it, it's, it's, it's not it's,
0: uncommon though it's, 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 it's not it's all uncommon but now the whole one is this you can buy it for ten bucks yeah so that came back down to earth it might have taken a year, but it came back down so so go out to your local flea market this weekend and you'll probably if you see a lot of it at atari 2600, you can make you can make fifteen bucks on that on that cart because there's going to be an adventure cart at your local flea market. There's going to be. I'm sure someone at Kobe's is going to be charging $25. Right? already packed out. They already. You think people are going to... Maybe these are people trying to corner the market, think they can corner the market in a 2600 game and get a bunch of them? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool that they put that in the movie. We just spoiled it for everyone. Sorry. Sorry, you lose. I said spoilers. Rotten Tomatoes is still not up. What the hell's going on with Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know.
1: Wow. But we can talk about how sometimes companies listen to customers. Chrono Trigger on the PC is getting a patch.
0: It's getting, and it's getting a pat, a patch, oh, a soul patch, a soul pat. Um, I had a I had a beard around this time last year. I was starting to grow it again. The last two years I've had a beard anyway. Should I do it again? Yes. <laughs> why. Yes, but uh, <laughs> it's just right. that
1: was an interesting train that we got on.
0: Um, so right, the... Chrono Trigger PC will get patched to add the original graphics. Something we said was a no brainer that they should do.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know at this point I don't know who actually likes the quote unquote high res graphics <laughs> that they that they use um, that they Whoa, also used nice in graphics. that they used in Final Fantasy the the Final Fantasy five and six ports as well to the PC. Um, so they actually listened for once. Um, it took them three games with these horrible uh, filters and and graphic style to to, to finally. Admit that, okay, maybe we should just do what the fans might like for once. Sure. Um, But they are doing it. Uh, They said, we have been working on addressing the issues that you've raised, and we'll be releasing a number of patches over the coming months as we continue to support Chrono Trigger on Steam. A number of patches. Oh. Oh. We're aiming to release the first of these patches in the first half of April, and the biggest change is that it will include an option to switch between the current high resolution graphics Evening. and the original graphical style of Chrono Trigger. High resolution 16 bit graphics. Yeah. I like how they had to throw that in there. Like, just see, so remember, remember, makes it all high res Makes it nice and great. smudgy. Yeah. Looks like someone sat on a crayon. Um,
0: <laughs> so. I have, as I said, I have never played an emulator. Or really knew anyone that went into all those options and said, Oh, I want to change it to the smoothed out version. Doesn't that defeat the fucking purpose of playing a retro game at that point? Yeah. Let's, let's take an old, let's take an oldie time record and let's like redo the EQ and put it in surround sound.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's not as bad. Be- maybe not the right, maybe not the right example. No,
0: that's the right example because you're making it something that wasn't for the time. It's the same reason why people are horrified by colorized black and white movies. Because it was shot... Well, that's, uh, a,
1: that's an appropriate
0: analogy. It was shot with a certain aesthetic, with lighting and everything, and colorizing it bastardizes it. It doesn't look like the proper colors anyway. It's some weird fucking... It, it almost seems like that's how the world looked back then. No, it didn't look like, <laughs> like the world no. yeah, back then. It just doesn't work out. And it's not what people want. No. Um, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I, I colorized my, movies... I think, I, think my, I think my surround sound metaphor works. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... Um, you, don't, don't... you want us to let's do an Elvis record in Surround Sound? No,
1: 7. I'm not, I, it's not the Surround Sound. It's it's <laughs> that remastering a record is in no way, shape, or form similar to recoloring a, a movie. <laughs> you
0: don't have to put it in Surround Sound. Well, no, I'm not talking about Surround Sound. <laughs> I can't, I'm very specific, so I want to pretend I know what I'm talking
1: about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to know what other patches they need, though. Like at this so, so so this is the funny thing to me this is my question so if what are, if they read if they return everything to the original form then and it looks the same way and it plays the same way and it's chrono trigger again then are they charging eighteen dollars for a ROM or fifteen twenty five well, for a roM
0: no because they had to convert it but then they're were- putting up retro paint job on it
1: <laughs> so I, I right
0: is that or, or i don't know i it just it makes it makes me feel weird i don't know what's going on you think the original was just a built-in emulator and then they said we'll just change the graphics on it
1: no not necessarily i mean they changed the menus and whatnot but you know i, I guess this is my question
0: There's are the just saying from a philosophical standpoint just give us the fr- fucking rom
1: yeah I mean, they, I mean they can charge yeah. i guess they, well, can they, charge. Can charge. they can charge what they want but at at the end of the day if what people just want is a a clean legitimate copy of something to play that's that's licensed by them why not just give them
0: well maybe they want more than a few save slots or sure you know, okay i mean wanna, right that that's fair maybe, I don't know maybe they want some fucking picture art gallery, or whatever or I don't know Okay, if it's I've, got I've, all that stuff that not I, haven't played, I, I, I played, don't know. I haven't played Chrono Trigger since college, so I don't even know what's in the original game in terms of options. All I know is what, the standard is usually three save slots. There's lots. lots
1: of endings, and there's probably an ending theater and stuff like that. Okay, so something like lots that of to things. be cool. I was, uh, yeah, so now that I'm thinking further. All right, we're, just, we're
0: doing the work for them. Is there an ending theater? You unlock one probably. of the fucking 25 endings, which turn me off from the game, and then you go back in and you play it again? I don't know. But, I mean, I'm glad they're doing what the fans
1: would like to see here. So, yeah. uh, it's all right. I'll...
2: That it, 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 hey, someone's looks.
1: listening. I'm not. I'm not gonna you rag. Know, let's not, let's I'm not know.
0: gonna rag on them for doing what the fans want. Yeah, that's that's Totally they, great. You know, they don't want to do the Tomb Raider. They'll, they did this, right? It's like why not? Who cares? mean, mm-hmm. we're both scruffy today. Yes, I could have. I could have remedied that with Dollar Shave Club. Oh, you should have with the executive razor. Yeah, I know what, what I was thinking. Uh, you know, after we finish the podcast, I'm gonna use the executive razor, and you can too if you go to dollarshaveclub.com slash cu podcast you can get the executive razor or any razor you see on the, on the page like the humble twin for only a dollar a dollar with free shipping no commitment you can cancel any time I like the executive razor though because there's six because I'm very stubbly and it's coarse and you gotta get you gotta get up in there <laughs> they also have other cool stuff at Dollar Shave Club eating like shave butter and, and one wipe Charlies <laughs> not two wipe Charlottes there are one wipe Charlies just one just one. That's it. We won't. We won't tell on you if you use it more than once. If you wipe twice or three times, we won't tell. I them. will silently judge you. Though. Oh, he, he will silently judge you from the bathroom. One pass through. <laughs> one pass through. <laughs> 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 Again, they're nice razors. Affordable. Won't break the bank. Go to dollarshaveclub.com dot slash Podcast. One dollar. Free shipping. No commitment. Cancel anytime. Get your executive razor at Dollar Shave Club right now. All right, Ian. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't talked about a scumbag. A scumbag. Seller, a scumb- seller of the week. of, of the week, week. of the, week, week, of the, week, week, of the week. week. So, Ian, this scumbag seller of the week is on Amazon. Oh, yes. And this seller is. Um, is they're selling a, retro, a Raspberry Pi Retro Pi Supreme card, 5,450 plus games. This is uh, Raspberry Pi Extreme. Extreme. So what they are doing
1: here is, um, what what is the seller's name?
0: Raspberry Pi Extreme is the name. <laughs> oh, the That's okay. the name of it.
1: That's the name. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. I thought that was like a product. But someone else
0: is also selling the same thing. There's Comanche Computing selling something similar because all this is, is a memory card with a bunch of fucking games on it.
1: Yeah, uh, this one has like five thousand something or whatever, um, and there are no doubles, uh, no hacks. Uh, you know, these are um, this is the finest card. Uh, this is actually a a
0: product though on Amazon. This is why it's so surprising because yes. to, to order to sell something on Amazon, you have to submit it as a product. It's not like eBay where you can list whatever the hell you want. You have to. It has to be a product in the system because then more than one person can sell it, like a certain NES guidebook. At some point, people were selling their used copies of it or marking up one copy at an obscene amount, probably because they had some sort of weird bot to analyze the price. But the whole point is this. There's a product description for this. Yep. Introducing a new pre-built retro gaming system. This system has been specifically designed with the Super Nintendo, NES, Sega Game Gear, Master System, Neo Geo, Game Boy Color, Atari, Windows 100, MAME, Sega Genesis, N64. With the latest version of Emulation Station, it has the emulators. This is a run on sentence. Fuck, I can't even read it. that's yeah, rough. We do not believe in using hacks, remakes, or editing duplicates to make a system look bigger. We do believe, though, in piracy. Yes. What, what? All games work and have been tested, and all games are based for the United States. Retro Pi, your complete retro gaming center preloaded. Sega. I can't read this. These are not real sentences. All games are based for the United States? Yeah. So the collection does not include, there's no Raspberry Pi or USB controllers. You get 5,400 games preloaded on an SD card that's built for use with a Raspberry Pi 2 and 3. So you basically, if you have a Raspberry Pi, I don't know who'd already have one and not have something like this already ready to go. Right. You are going to be paying how much for this fucking thing? Like 25 bucks. $24. For for a, a $1 SD card loaded $2. with ROMs. Loaded with ROMs. Illegal. That's that's an illegal item. Yeah, I I would say you can probably report that on on uh, Amazon if you wanted to. Report incorrect product information. You can probably report it. Um there's a lot of questionable capitalization in some of these sentences too. I can't I can't read it. Once you go like 50, uh, Twenty-five words without any punctuation, my mind just goes blank. Yeah. Um, some sure. of the questions: Is there a PlayStation games installed? No, there are no PlayStation or any other system that uses a disc at all. But you can modify your Raspberry. This is ridiculous. I guess. This is, I guess. I guess people are buying this though. There's nine reviews. Excellent. Best thing I ever bought for my Raspberry Pi. Good advertise that you're openly pirating stuff with your fucking account. What? What are you dumb? I guess they are. Uh. Great price for a great amount of games. A must-have. All I got to say is awesome. Why would you... I'm not, you want to buy this, fine. Don't advertise that you're doing something illegal on Amazon. <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying. I, I question your intelligence. Or maybe you're just ignorant of the law, I guess. I don't know. So, the, I mean, you can buy... Getting a Raspberry Pi is fine. You can buy these kits. that looks like an Amazon Prime. But I don't think they preloaded games on any of these. That's The onus is still on you to do that. Also,
1: once again... I don't care if you emulate. I really don't. But just don't be so brazenly idiotic well, about well, it. Well, no. Don't sell. Yeah, don't ROMs. sell. Right. Don't I, well, sell it. ROMs. Exactly. Don't. Don't. Just go do
0: it yourself. Don't try to make money off of this. Don't what, don't be a fucking idiot. We don't like when this stuff happens or the dream cave we spoke about. Where right. Once, you're, once you get into the realm of piracy machines... And you're making money off it. That's where you and I just have problem.
1: go make a just go be, do this for a hobby. <laughs> just be a hobbyist.
0: Go. I'm shocked that I guess I, I don't know how this got on Amazon. I don't know. Usually, in, well, then again, on Amazon, I think the way it works is that you can you can buy UPC numbers and codes easily as long as you have a UPC, you can come up on Amazon. Oh well, does okay. have to be a real product. You can just say, oh, here's the UPC I registered for my uh, RetroPie Supreme card. And you register it for uh, something that's not legal, and you put it up. So you know what I mean? Like you could, you could. Uh, I don't know. You can get a UPC code for uh, severed baby's foots and sell that on Amazon. And unless Amazon doesn't know, you can sell them. Not that I've thought about that. Nice. So all right. Well, that well, okay. Well, there you go. This is new. I didn't know this stuff was on Amazon. Uh, so all right. So uh, what's God, it? that 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 graphic is great. The graphic Pro- is properly scaled, cropped. Oh man, it's, it's a. First of all, it's not a pie. It almost it looks, like looks like a cupcake. I guess it's a pie, but it's more like a cupcake. Definitely a cupcake. It's a cupcake with a, a red red ball top joystick and and two buttons. A green. I, it's, you know what though? I want to make a cupcake now with the joystick on the top. No one's done that before. I think I think we stop we start that trend. <laughs> we'll sell them at the conventions. Well, yeah, we, we can do that. We can have like cupcake day. Did you have a cupcake day at school? Yeah. Or like once a like once a month. It'd be a certain grade would you you make the cupcake sale and you go around to different classes yep. and sell them to raise money for the church or school or whatever yeah 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 it was like ten cents a cupcake
1: yeah this money will go towards field
0: day or this yes. money
1: will go towards us watching Ivanhoe in the bingo hall so so so
0: yeah so like once a month <laughs> that's so specific I, but that happened you'd have one grade or which was my my school was two or three classes in each grade like second grade third grade you'd make cupcakes they would cart this fucking thing of hundreds of cupcakes around because the moms would make them. Or I guess a couple of dads. We were talking about the 80s here. So we'd cart them around. And then, yeah, you can buy your 10-cent cupcake. Or if you were a fat kid like Pat, you'd buy two or three for 10 cents each. Did you have pizza day? We had pizza day. Where you put your money in a little envelope. Yep. It usually was Domino's. And for some reason, we thought that was the greatest thing ever. Even though down the street, three blocks away, was an awesome Italian pizzeria. Now, I think one year we actually used them. Nice we actually like for the actual field days, which for us were like go out to the middle of the field near the school, and then you'd have like games all day. yeah, when we did that, we would get the local pizzeria to do that. We They'd uh, make a hundred pies for us or uh, fifty pies, whatever.
1: When I remember that we used uh we used a a little local place it was it was pretty decent.
0: All right. Well Well, we got off track, <laughs> off topic here, we can talk about just uh grade school well, fun. Yeah, we can do that all day. <laughs> what are we saying? Oh, who's the scumbags of the week? It is uh Raspberry Pi Extreme our Scumbags of the week. But we do want to have cupcakes.
1: Yep. And now I want I want pizza. We want pizza <laughs> yeah. and we
0: want cupcakes. All right. So we have our Patreon Q and A topic I'm gonna check. Ian, please remind everyone how to access our Patreon for the podcast and I'm giving you time to really think about it this time. And also what are the what are the pressures on? What are some of the rewards you can get? Alright, so you go to worldwideweb.patreon.com. web dot patreon <laughs> dot com HTTP colon backslash backslash <laughs> slash C U podcast. Patreon dot com slash C U podcast. Uh
1: some of the rewards are um I write stuff about about we- about weekly. Uh can, we- can you sell it a little better than that? You he raise- writes <laughs> I I put my thoughts down in a way that you can read them. I talk about uh, shooters and things, uh, you know, games. Talk about the NCAA basketball. I tournament. talked about
0: basketball. You have uh, so you have a weekly blog in yeah. theory. You have the Discord chat you can you access. Got Discord call I... in number, call in number for Ian, you have once a month. You have
1: Ian's going to be uh... uh, I I will be doing a Google Hangout. I'm doing my first Google Hangout this
0: week, Saturday at noon. Well, by the time you hear this is probably not going to be in time for that I mean if you watch it on YouTube audio yes yeah well <laughs> yeah right and for $4 a month you can get the entire video of the podcast and all it's awkwardness like what we're talking about right now we're gonna have a lot of awkward moments so today. but for a dollar only you can decide on the, the 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 weekly podcast topic or bi-weekly and this was a, this was a close one so there were three uh, choices ethics of YouTubers reviewing free retro giving products favorite Nintendo slash video game toys and memorabilia that you own and Saturday morning cartoons and with a 39 to 38% margin, Saturday morning cartoons won out. Nice. So, Ian, what are some of your favorite Saturday morning cartoons growing up as a kid? Because I didn't think this was going to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't certain about that either. So, I used to watch, um, I, honestly, I would tune in and watch like the same Looney Tunes, the same Tom and Jerry shit, almost week after week. It was my brother who actually got me into what I would consider some of, like, the last rounds of, like, Saturday morning cartoons that were were there. So, So like,
0: early to mid-90s the last. Yeah. um, I remember shit like Eek the Cat because yeah. NBC was the first one that got rid of it right in the in the early 90s that got rid of it and was just like fucking say by the Bell and California Dream and live action yeah and garbage. that stuff drove me nuts because I, I remember that sort of
1: transition and I could because it, it.
0: it used to be used to be you had CBS NBC ABC then when Fox came up they had the fourth one but then then the NBC got rid of it it was back to CBS Fox and ABC for morning cartoons so I remember Eek the Cat
1: I remember my brother watching SWAT cats and stuff like that I'm talking like 95, yeah. 94. And that's the stuff that I remember um, more Scar than that. Carmen San Diego, the awesome X Men cartoon. Yep. X Men was kind of the one that I remember liking a ton. Um, like that. I
0: For some reason, I, I couldn't extend the Spider Man cartoon. I couldn't get my mind on the oh, Spider Man cartoon. Yeah, I, I didn't like it, it either. I, I, now that was my favorite character. And in theory, people like, oh, yeah, Spider Man cartoon was good. Can you have him throw a punch every once in a while? Yeah, like, maybe. There, there was like this anti violence thing that was just too much for me. You know, it was just like, I understand. I don't know. Then again, you know, on on Fox Saturday mornings, you'd watch fucking superstars, WWE, I believe, or WF at the time. Why couldn't you show uh, Spider Man punching someone? It just bothered me. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um... (laughs) Did you watch Reboot? Was that ABC? I never got into it. I thought it was awful.
1: Uh, reboot yeah, yeah I, I couldn't I get into like reboot a lot of people liked it I mean
0: I was my, a little older first I didn't like it
1: my buddy watched it and I tried to get into it Tick and was I, awesome Tick was really good I enjoyed the Tick um, gummy bears actually that's okay, going so back to like 89 that's going back
0: that was on NBC I believe uh, before ABC was owned by Disney I believe yes think. it was NBC had had like uh, uh, Kissy Fur I think remember Kissy Fur was yes, that, that I do Disney? remember
1: Kissy Fur. Well,
0: so that we're talking. See, I'm a little bit older than Ian, so I don't remember like a su- Saturday morning Super Kate I was too too young for, like like the original Pac Man cartoon. I didn't see that till they like, re- rerun it on like USA. I didn't see the Donkey Kong cartoon. Stuff I, saw, I I didn't see Pac
1: Man until USA.
0: Kissy Fur was NBC. There was only 26 episodes. Wow, Kissy Fur only lasted one year. Uh, Kissy Fur, that was not. Disney, that was Dick, D I C.
1: Dick Muppet Babies, Jesus!
0: Muppet, that, they're bringing yeah. they're bringing Muppet Babies back. Muppet Baby was, was a big one. I watched uh, a lot of Real Muppet Ghostbusters. Babies. Was on ABC. That was fantastic. Yep. Uh, I mean, that was really actually before it came Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. They were geared somewhat towards adults. Uh, remember, they were scary. Some of sure. those early, I want to say the first year or two of Real Ghostbusters, the Real Ghostbusters, not the one that the other people had the trademark for before us. What? <laughs> but I, I remember like I, the late 80s
1: was was when i was there was like the uh it was like bugs and tweety i couldn't get into no that was awful there was um there was a scooby-doo reboot i couldn't get into that uh which one was it
0: um i'm, I'm trying a to pup find...
1: named scooby-doo
0: no i never watched that couldn't do that there's a website of saturday morning tv schedules of the 80s that is awesome Are you serious? Of the three channels? Oh, that is awesome. Oh my god, Flintstones kids was awful. Okay. All right, let's run through 87, because that's when I probably would remember stuff more. So you had Wuzzles. What time does this start? Okay, this starts at eight o'clock. They start at seven, I thought. Okay, eight o'clock. You had Wuzzles, loved it. This is ABC. Wuzzles, care bears, hated care bears. Flintstones kids No Real Ghostbusters Yes Love pa- Care Bears. Pound Puppies No, no. Bugs Buddy and Tweety No nope. Ewoks No nope. 87 80. Ewoks still on ABC Alright this is spring of, of 87 You had Berenstain Bears And then you had Kissy Fur Kissy Fur Yes Berenstain Bears No Wildfire Never watched that Gummy Bears Yes Muppet Babies Yes It was a full hour of Muppet Babies yep. Smurfs Hated Smurfs.
1: Oh, I can't I can't do sorry, Andre. Hate the Smurfs.
0: Pee Wee's Playhouse, I kinda liked. I liked Pee-Wee. Teen Wolf cartoon? No. Alvin and Chipmunks? No. Galaxy High, I'd never even heard of that. foofer No. Story Break? No. Punky Brewster. No. So that's, here's the thing
1: I'm remembering. That's CBS
0: and NBC I, I just said the same time. The fall is different, though. This is where it probably got bitter. They, they had Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater in fall of 87, no idea. Uh Gummy Bears. Then moved, it looked like Gummy Bears was on, uh, yeah, NBC. They had an hour and a half of Smurfs. Is that too much? An hour and a half of Mutt Babies. People's Playhouse, Fraggle Rock, Alvin the Chubmunks, Mighty Mouse, Popeye and Son, Alf. I watched the Alf cartoon, Teen Wolf and the New Archies. Wow, 87 sucked.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. His... I
0: thought 87 was better than that.
1: I'm looking at 98, 90, 90, fall 98 and spring 89 as well. I'm starting to realize why Saturday morning cartoons died and why I don't remember
0: a lot about them. They officially died, what, like three years ago is when the, the, they finally ended, I believe? Sure. I don't like any of these. I didn't like most of these Where when are I was the growing hell? up. This is awesome. This, website. this is in the 80s.com slash Saturdays dot SHTML. Flintstone Kids was garbage. Where the hell is Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, Dungeons and Dragons stopped in 86 and 85. Okay. So so & dragons they ran it for four years, but there was only one set of seasons, so I think they ran reruns so this is so that was eighty five and eighty six Wow, so that's when that was on really late that was eleven thirty so that that was like the last thing we could watch. My dad would say, the hell out of the house, yeah, and watching cartoons for like four hours right, so I remember watching that when I was like five and six there but i think I think this really peaked for me when yeah, when you had all five of them, there was a lot more choice. this only goes up to, to nineteen ninety though this was before fox uh here. The Karate Kid cartoon in '89, remember that? No, that was not I good. Absolutely do not. That was '89. Once the sequel came out, uh, actually three came out in '89. I no, do, no, however, three, remember no, Ed Grimley. Was, oh, the hell was three? What? I do, however, remember Ed Grimley. There was a lot. There was a lot worse ones that, at least in the '80s that I don't remember. Candlepin bowling was on ABC. That wasn't a cartoon. That was just something they put on. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Vernon, it's Ernest. Yep, I remember watching that. That yes. wasn't a cartoon though fat albert was on in 89 really wow wow okay and then say by the bells first started it looks like 89 that's when they started I-, I needed one for the 90s though i guess it's in the 80s.com so all right there's a lot of ones we liked i mean it's hard to really narrow it down i, I think though uh i did like the fox ones uh, the fox lineup was more solid because a little more adult themed at the time otherwise we were i was flipping around yeah between kissy fur muppet babies you're going back and forth with the, the different stuff uh uh, obviously, Gummy Bears, which is the first Disney Afternoon show, in theory, which had an ending. They ended that show. There was a last episode. I remember us talking
1: about this at one point. In there was time a last and, and episode. That's, that's one of the only things that
0: the, you remember the most about it. One of the only cartoons that ever had a last episode. Dungeons and Dragons had it planned, and then they never did it. They had a script for it on the on the uh, DVD collection. There's actually they brought back the cast members to to read through the script. Oh, really? That's was, pretty awesome. This was a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one from one who played the paladin was on happy days uh mouth oh really uh mouth was uh was was the voice of uh, the the the, uh, asshole paladin oh (laughs) i believe so
1: anyway so any other ones that come to mind that you you enjoyed no i'm realizing that maybe
0: it wasn't my scene was it mouth who's the redhead on on happy days mouth
1: yeah no was mouth was a mouth mouth was the name of who
0: was the, what was the redhead's name mouth Happy was Days? in
1: Goonies at least that's the only mouth I know there wasn't a mouth
0: on Happy Days I thought there was a mouth Ralph Mouth yeah Ralph Mouth, mouth. not mouth. Mouth. mouth 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 but that was like a you know Don Most yes he was a voice actor <laughs> back then okay I don't know what, where I'm going with this Ian but and no clue is... so if you want to vote on a future Patreon topic uh, by the way oh I forgot about Garfield in French which was brilliant i i loved Garfield and Friends. There was actually some 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 substance to that, in All my right. opinion. Well, if you'd like to
1: vote on topic, go to podcast.com slash cu podcast.
0: <laughs> ah yes! I thought you were fooling around, but you really are just just a moron sometimes, Ian. Patreon dot com slash you podcast. your face is redder than the attack of the killer tomatoes cartoon mm. and <laughs> that was a cartoon too i believe in the early 90s so. mm-hmm. patreon.com slash see you podcast. tell t- tell us ian sent you tell <laughs> us ian sent you ian you're married right now yes with bonnie mm-hmm. you're highly compatible yep online dating can be rough yes most absolutely. websites they're they're lazy text messaging People are flaky. People that you, you go on a date with, you wonder how you even got that far, and you feel like running away halfway through your sushi once your seaweed salad's eat Not that I've done that, but anyway, you know what's a better experience online? Eharmony.com. I'm on Eharmony.com right now, mm-hmm. and from my experience so far, high quality women. They got jobs that you know that are that are good and nice. They're, they're, they all, they got their teeth. They're beautiful. These are, these are real women looking for a real meaningful relationships, And men. And there's men out there as well on eHarmony.com. I'm a man. I'm on eHarmony.com. Um, eHarmony takes steps that other dating sites. Don't in order to find a more compatible match. You, you fill out a questionnaire based on your personality, a survey, what you, what you look for in a relationship and in a match, what's important to you in terms of uh, what, what, what fills your soul, spirituality, physical intimacy, all that. They've helped over a million people find their perfect match. There's plenty of hookup sites out there, but this is something real. This is someone you want to be able to wake up, make eggs and and pancakes and bacon with. That's what this This is looking for love. That's looking for love. Exactly. Right now, you can get a free month with eHarmony when you sign up for a three month subscription. So one free month, three month subscription. Enter code Podcast at checkout at eHarmony.com. So stop waiting. Start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship with someone that you'd want to make breakfast for. That's how I always distinguish whether or not this is real or not. Do I want to make breakfast for that person? Do I want to see that person before noon? <laughs> <laughs> it can be fun to play around with online dating apps when you're ready. Fall in love with someone have a meaningful relationship. Go to eHarmony. Go eHarmody. find
1: your pat country.
0: Go find, yeah, well, if you want to do that. Go to eHarmony.com, enter code CU, podcast, and check out to save. eHarmony. Yeah, breakfast. Cook it for that person. Ian, let's talk about WrestleMania 34. All right. Let's do it. As an overall, we'll, we'll just run through the matches real quick. We'll not to make this you know, totally just fucking last forever. I thought it was one of the most mixed cards or results I'd seen in a while. I, it was not the worst WrestleMania. That's for sure. It was not the best. That's for sure. It's somewhere in the middle of the pack where it's it had a chance to be really good. And just didn't never got there. It, it was one of those events where it was like, oh, this on paper could be really good, but then it it just came up short for me in, in so many ways. Once I actually and I didn't watch 100 percent of. I watched like the major like five or six matches. I didn't watch the pre card. Who cares about the 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 the, 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 the under the giant battle royal? Uh, they had Matt Hardy win, which was, which was interesting. Um, in the past it hasn't meant a damn thing with who won it Mojo Raleigh last year was the biggest waste of time just because they had Gronk show up they did nothing with Mojo Raleigh the past year he's just a jobber for the most part Um, and then they had uh, Naomi the the Cruiserweight title Uh. they had as well and that's that's totally off Raw now so I'm not paying attention they've not had any matches on Raw really or very few really since since the reboot of it oh okay once Enzo's been accused of, of sexual improprieties and stuff they totally just took it off and just made it something different and relaunched it. Um, uh, and then Naomi won the. She won the the female one, right? Which they renamed to someone else. who they? They got rid of the May. Uh, the, I think
1: it was just uh, the. I think it was just the women's battle royal.
0: Oh, okay. So, what were your overall thoughts before we get into?
1: Um, I thought that it was. On paper, it was one of the best looking WrestleManias in a long time. Yeah. Um. In. Execution, I thought it was pretty goddamn poor. Um, at the end of it, it was kind of like most WrestleManias. I just kind of felt exhausted. It's like five hours, yeah. And I didn't watch the pre show. And I we fast forwarded through a couple of matches because I started it late. Five
0: hours with the pre show, right? It's five with the pre show. No, it's like
1: seven hours with the pre show. It's seven hours, yeah. It's like seven hours with the pre show. Jesus Christ. Um, I was kind of bummed about it afterwards. And then and I and I have some things that, that still kind of irk me about it. But in the end, it's just like, I don't care. I, I just, I, I, oh, I can't, sure. I can't, we can't, we can't get i a... I'm getting to the point, especially with some things that have changed in my life where I, I just, I have to let go of some of these things. Like I have my opinions on them, but I, I'm just not going to get like, I can't get that fired up about it anymore. I don't, I don't have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie trailer level of, vitriol in me over this sort of shit you like, anymore.
0: You don't like the Teenage Mutant Ninja movie? Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good when I was a kid.
1: No, no, the... The Michael Bay one.
0: Oh, the Michael Bay one. Oh, that uh, was What classic. I'm saying
1: is over the past, like, That's... four years, I, I just don't have that level of...
0: I see what you're saying. I, I mean, what? three years ago, I would have been a okay. lot more
1: fired up about
0: this. Well, let's, let's run through the card. So let's do it. The major matches. Okay, so the, the triple threat for the Intercontinental uh, Championship, Rollins versus Be- Baylor versus Miz. I thought it was a pretty good match. I
1: thought it was a pretty good match. Um, The ending kind of lacked... The, the, the ending lacked kind of a, kind of like thunder or snappiness, but they worked well. It just kind of... it, It didn't end with like a with a bang you know it was but it was a good match um those three i like all three of those guys um i'd like to see i would have been happy with any of them winning i wish the the curb stop looks silly when it's not coming off the top rope is my only thing
0: no i think it looks okay as a finisher it's fine
1: it looks good as a finisher i just think it looks kind of silly not coming off the top rope that
0: that would be a lot more dangerous probably off the top rope but whatever, um,
1: um, that's how it always used to happen. But no,
0: no, not with Rollins it didn't. He always
1: used to. Uh, that's how I always
0: remember it was coming off the top rope. Are you confusing that with B- uh, Ballard's coup de grace finisher. No, no, he, he almost never did it off the top. rope. It was almost just off the ropes.
1: Oh, that's why I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Off the ropes, uh, not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, not the top. I thought he. Okay. Anyways, then I saw the end of that. Wrong. So that was fine. I, was, su- was, I was. I was fun. surprised.
0: I don't mind Rollins winning it. Uh, he deserves a, a run with that. I'm just surprised that. That they're talking about uh, that uh, The Miz was coming up on Pedro Morales' record for most number of days as intercontinental champion and ready to pass it, and he didn't. But obviously, if he wins it again, he can do it uh, in terms of number of days Who total. Who is he coming up on? Pedro Morales. Oh, okay, right. For a total number of days. I don't know if Pedro Morales won it twice. for I have no idea, but he kept saying, I'm going to be the most longest reigning champion, not in a row, but I guess combined because Miz has won it like six or seven times at this point.
1: Miz I mean, is fantastic, a great heel. I'd love, I would have loved to have seen him hold he, on to he it. He
0: has elevated the title. He keep saying that, and he has. He has. Uh, I see joke. The title was a joke for years.
1: No, he's really brought it back to mean something, yeah. and I and I can't I I can't applaud him enough for that. And I think he is fantastic in his well,
0: role. Plus, he had to because the, the the universal title the past year has been off TV because Brock Lesnar's barely been there, so right. that was the main Raw title. So so that's fine. He's been great. Uh, we'll talk about Charlotte versus Asuka.
1: Gonna have to unpack that one a little bit later. Why? <laughs> okay. I thought that was my match of the night. I I liked how I, I I liked how urgent the whole thing felt. Yeah, it was that was my match of the night. I, I I'm even still I I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the end. Um it was their first match. Charlotte, it was their first match together. Charlotte's been beaten. Charlotte's shown weakness. Um, Asuka, I, I don't know what the benefit of putting Asuka. Charlotte won, by the way. Yeah. I don't know what the benefit of putting Charlotte over that decisively on their first match accomplishes. Nothing I would look it at it this opinion.
0: way. Oscar yeah, has to lose sometime. You might as well lose at WrestleMania versus some pay per view to make it mean something. Because Charlotte's going to be the number one woman uh, for the next probably five years. Like she's going to be the one. So I think that's why they did that. I, g- I suppose. You know what I'm saying? Like it's g- we- she's the she's the she's established as the best female wrestler now. Like she's gotten so, so better that I don't think anyone's now is even close to her on the roster. In my opinion, for overall best wrestler. I, I love she's...
1: Charlotte, but I would, I would argue that Asuka is a better wrestler than Charlotte. No problem.
0: Charlotte's gotten great, but when Charlotte started, she was not good, but now she's, she's it though. Like she doesn't put on bad matches really from what I've seen from her. I, and I, Asuka, and Asuka. It's also probably cause I, she, I don't, know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't mind it because it's nice to have something you don't expect uh, happen, which we'll get into later with, with another one. Um, and you know you can have a rematch or do something else. I, I just didn't, uh, I don't know. I, I,
1: when you build up a run for as long as that, I feel like you you, you, been... you, you
0: can allow... Well, well, in your opinion, how is she, who should she have lost to eventually? Like Who could she have lost to? That way it would have made better sense, if not the champion. She could have lost it back to
1: Charlotte after... I it back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when it, with a run that big, when you've built up someone as a credible monster like that, and it's done through good matches, not done in a Goldberg style, mm-hmm. and they've had a streak that long... And it's against someone who's already lost. Why not let them get the title and then lose
0: it? Especially when they've never wrestled against each other. Did you have a problem with the with after the match where they embraced and she said, congratulations, and it's like, would she have done that or attacked her afterwards? Like, it seemed like that was, obviously, they're half in character, half not at that point. Um, you know? I feel like
1: it was fine, especially because they're technically on different shows. Sure. Um, there was also what Dave Metzler said the next morning in that it was supposed to be Asuka who won. But Ric Flair has been um, floating the idea f- uh, for, I guess, about a year now. Um, that uh, you know, uh, He's been pumping up the idea that Charlotte and uh, um, Rousey would be good for business.
0: Yeah, in a year. Yeah, in a year. But she can still lose the title. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> be a championship match. All right, so um, you had the 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 fatal four way for the U.S. Championship: Bobby Roode versus Rusev versus Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. I fast forward to yep. that. I can't stand fatal four ways in WWE because it's always it's always two guys dumped at the outside of the ring for ninety percent of the match. I I don't like them. I like a three way. I don't they're, like a four way. Oh, do you now? So so they're always but they're always there's never anything really interesting on these fatal four ways. Just not. So I'm just gonna say this: people love Rusev. Yes, he got himself over. Yeah. after being well he was over as a heel as he was incredible as a monster heel, as a good worker and now he's over as this like like serious yet goofy guy that people are like he's just like a big lovable lug that but is also a killer still and people went nuts for that and aiden english coming out and i never thought i'd see aiden english on a wrestlemania card at all let alone it was i was role. so
1: happy to see him though i love yeah him.
0: he's really embraced that and they have something here so I would have I would have put the title on Rusev because the crowd would have went nuts for it. Instead, we have uh heatless Junior Mahal and mostly I hate to say talentless Junior Mahal get the U.S. Championship, which I don't see who that benefits unless you have Rusev come after him for a feud. That's because they used to be partners technically at one point, so that's the only thing that makes sense. Mahal the Mahal experiment has not worked. I am sorry, gave it a shot, did not work as champion, did not work. So like to say about that if you have any thoughts.
1: No, I fast-forwarded that one.
0: Yeah. All right. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie and Triple H was way better than I thought it had any right to be. I stupidly fast-forwarded it, and here I, have- here
1: I am. I admit it. I regret it. I regret it. it- I, I'm going to go back and watch it because I wanted to see Rousey, but at that point, it, I had already... like I The previous two matches had i just was we were watching a recording of it okay. and it was getting late and i was like i'm gonna fast forward this i didn't want to see steph i just no i had one no does. interest in seeing steph in the ring triple h does not get my loins a burning um sure but
0: he could still work a match he can and, he, he, and that's the smart, thing like
1: afterwards i'm like you know what though when he comes out his every once in a while. He works a pretty fucking good match. He's always
0: worked well. Yeah, it's just that his matches never are like matches of your candidates, but he works a smart match. So I've though. got to go back and see that because I uh, want to see. It was booked very smart. It covered, it covered up for Ronda so that she, for the so for the amount of time she was in the ring, they made it count. It, she, right. She got off her submission moves. She did a really cool sort of like whipping Samoan drop sort of on the shoulders and whip around drop like it was not just a samoan drop they they, it's like half angle slam half samoan drop oh which, neat which was interesting how she did it the crowd was behind ronda which was good they were really behind her 100 percent. also i get really nervous watching angle he he was he did he didn't do a huge huge amount but you know yeah he's old too he's was a he, triple h is 48 i believe still is in great shape obviously him and yeah hit the gym but no angle looked pretty good for what it was oh, okay he had his hand wrapped Like his hand his finger was broken he had something with his fingers taped it was red white and blue it was like uh, uh, white and blue stars which is funny but no it was a good match and uh-huh. it was booked very smart like I couldn't imagine it going got any going any better than how that match went which is the best thing I can say about it Rona didn't look bad she didn't look awkward uh, there was a couple of timing things that were off but whatever it's the first match Yeah. what are you going to do I, hats off to Rana is going to be huge she's she's gonna be she's gonna be fighting headlining next year good rest i i can see it i'm i'm glad that 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 that, that's working out yeah because at first it wasn't all right uh new day versus the usos versus bludgeon brothers i i don't it was pretty it was kind of squashy bludgeon brothers won they built them as monsters for like five months uh harper and rowan of they used to be the Wyatt family now they for some reason they have big mallets and run around and don't ever reference the Wyatt family anymore they won they should have won i guess Uso's have been awesome though the past. I'd say eight or nine months on the mic, they've been like the best tag team on the mic in forever. I, I from like, and they put on great matches with the New Day. So I thought it was a good match. It just it, there was nothing, there was nothing exceptional about it. There was nothing. It was yeah, it was like six minutes. Yeah, so, it was. The, the, it was the, what the, it was. The, I can picture them putting the Uso's on Raw and putting keeping the Balger Brothers on SmackDown, and then Uso's can fight a whole bunch of other people. They can fight like the Bar. Yeah, It'd be a good thing. And the Bar have been great too. By the way, speaking of that, we're going to get to that. Uh John Cena. Uh... Oh Jesus! Uh, no, we're not there yet. No, we're in the not. Order. I'm going in the order. John Cena runs out. Daniel Bryan and Shane versus Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. I thought was, I thought it was it was all right. Um,
1: it was nice to see Daniel Bryan back. Brian looks good.
0: He in shape. I
1: I feel better about him wrestling now. Um, he's wrestling
0: was... safer. He was, he,
1: yeah, he. He looked, he looked like he was wrestling smart, safer. He looked good. He was energetic. And uh, that's really all I can say about that one. I mean, Shane, Shane was there to do
0: the uh, coast to coast. (laughs) Uh, Shane, can you stop wrestling? Shane, please, please, your children are embarrassed. (laughs) No, but I mean, he's just to me. It doesn't, it it doesn't work to me when you have a part timer come out and then beat up two of the biggest heels now without Daniel Bryan there. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't make sense. It was pretty and,
1: funny to see Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens making fun
0: of his punches, though. Was it, were they really? Yeah. Honestly, uh, <laughs> they, they, they were
1: pantomiming him. his punches. Yeah, because was, he's like it trying was to. spot on, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just. Like, Brian should have been there for a chunk of the match, but he, he comes back. He makes it, saves the day. The crowd goes nuts, does the yes kicks, he does his flying and he does the the, the, the yes lock and the win
1: as a little showcase for brian coming back it was perfect it was cute it was fine i mean as a wrestling match though it was nothing
0: yeah it was fine um nia Jax versus alexa bliss i skipped it i did not watch that i love alexa uh nia has been uneven to me in terms of how she is in the ring she was dang- she was outright dangerous at one point last year sure um so they put the title on her they have this I, bullying thing. They they have not booked this well in general with the Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss because it went from them being friends and not friends of friends. They didn't know what, what it, the buildup was sort of thrown together. Well, she's bullying her. They've been friends for a while. And it's like, okay, whatever. I love Alexa Bliss
1: and Nia Jax has grown on me considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, I If they wanted to break those two apart, they should have done it in some other way. I don't even mind the whole the whole the the arc as a whole could have worked fine for a, a different set. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia Jax m- makes a fan. She she should be an un- an unstoppable heel. I don't, I don't know. I guess I mean I don't know where the, this is going the, to go. The
0: weirdest part about this is because in the build up to WrestleMania, they had Asuka face her and beat her, yeah, uh, a couple times, like and but barely beat her. So if they did that, I don't see unless Alaska's gonna fight her. I don't know why they they did that up to the WrestleMania build up. It didn't seem to fit with what they were going for. It, it, it seems like they were like rebooking this on the fly to me, not knowing what to do. A lot of these. I guess we're gonna see what happens when they do the superstar shakeup with, with it. I think that's I my, and we're gonna get there. But a lot of this, a
1: lot of this WrestleMania seemed like it was kind of booked on the fly to me.
0: Even though there was some build up to most of these. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I mean the results and, and, and how uh, things played out. The miss the most disappointing match of the night, Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Oh God. Yes. Boy was, um, it. at this point, I can honestly say the Nakamura experiment should be over. Go back to new Japan as quickly as you can. Cause I, I don't know if it's the fact that you have to be toned down the style. Nakamura has not worked in WWE. He is not. Um he he's, his entrance connects in the ring he doesn't. Um his matches just seem like lethargic to me from what I've seen. And maybe he's just maybe he's disappointed he can't work the, the real strong style, you know, style AWE, but this was this was a match that belonged on SmackDown. Like this was not a WrestleMania no match to me it absolutely wasn't. Very um, disappointed. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> good 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 right on my Trevor graphics games, you sneeze. <laughs> You cover your mouth next time. I did. You just sneezed on my on my bloody wolf bandana. So this match, uh, I have to admit, I fast forward through a little bit. I watched the last like five to ten minutes I and mean, first five minutes. It was only like fifteen minutes, I think. Though, it so.
1: was incredibly disappointing as a as a, as a wrestling match. Dream um, match.
0: I yeah. Why? Because you to say it is right. Because in New Japan they wrestled a totally different style, and in New Japan they were probably I haven't seen them excellent matches. Um, it, because. I, so,
1: I haven't. I also have not been insanely impressed with AJ in the WWE. Oh, uh, really? That's shocking. Are at, you at serious? In in, the, in at least what I've seen in main event stuff, or in um,
0: his Cena matches have been incredible. The the, the two uh, two Cena main event matches at uh, Royal Rumble. In the, in oh the
1: yeah, okay, that was actually quite good. But nothing. I mean, but they weren't putting him up against. I guess I was expecting more, and maybe it was on Nakamura. I I don't think it was on AJ, because AJ's worked with everyone good matches for the most part. Most of what I've seen, it's just been him up against people I wouldn't expect to see him up against. I just don't think Nakamura's uh, striking style just works in WWE in general. Well, okay, so this is where I'm going to go with it, though. I did, unfortunately, feel like it might have been Nakamura. Um, The match was so slow and so rigid. There was no flow to it whatsoever. It was... Literally just trading moves. That's all it was. Sure. It was. It was just. But it wasn't like they were even trading great spots.
0: Maybe it was because they didn't get to any more time in order to have it develop. So that's
1: what I thought was going to happen. So it at first it started off pretty slow. I mean the, the match never the match never got going. It never went anywhere. So it started to you know it started off slow, and uh, my my buddy Adam was like, "This is kind of slow," and I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, but I have a feeling this match is going to go on for a while. So I'm like, you know, having watched a number of, you know, matches like this, especially thinking that they might let them break out into their old style for a little Mm -hmm. bit at WrestleMania. I'm like, this was, this could be a half hour match, you know, 40 minute match. Maybe this, they're, they're just going to build it up. And then they get to that point where they do a strike exchange mm-hmm. and they really start hitting each other. Oh, with the,
0: with the forearms, like the four Right yeah. to, right
1: to, yep. you can hear them. Unfortunately, it's right towards the end. But at that point, I don't think it is. I'm like, okay. And I sit up and I start watching. You think this
0: might be the middle point of the match.
1: I think this is where it's going to kick into high gear. And I'm like, well, unfortunately that first part really sucked. Even though matches start slow. I'm like, they could have done some near falls or something. I'm like, sure. okay, maybe it's going to get good here. Cause I was like, I'm like, "Wow, they're not really slapping the the leg or anything." I'm like, "Okay, they're actually stiffing the each shots, other." Yeah. yeah, they're I mean, they're they're really hitting each other. You could start seeing the red and stuff on the faces and on the chest. I'm like, "Okay, this is cool." And then there's a little bit of fast movement and then reversal styles clash done. And it was just at that point I was entirely deflated. I was like, "What the fuck?" The only good thing about that was turning him heel. And I say that for two reasons. One, if there's any shot of him being decent, or if there's any shot of this getting off the ground, and it's like we know he can work. Sure. um, If there's any shot of this getting off the ground, I think a heel turn is going to be necessary for him. You have to. And two... It'll keep him from being buried. I mean, the WWE those needs a need, heel. They
0: need good heels. Right. They don't have them. And,
1: he, and that's the thing. He can be a good heel. I want him to be a good heel. It's imperative. I think it's going to be perfect for him. And I'm hoping that gives him that spark to, I don't know, light it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think part of it's him just being bored. Honestly, I think so, I said, too. I think that's... it
1: is, too. And I, and I don't necessarily doubt that. But if he's bored and he can't, and he can't, he doesn't want to adapt to a different style then dude go r- wrestle to your heart's content in the style
0: you like sure uh we so that's all i say with that disappoint i had a feeling that match was going to be like that i just had this weird feeling where this is not going to be interesting to a lot of people i was or, nervous um we skipped the i don't know how i skipped it the John Cena universe undertaker with with I, Elias is now one of my favorite things ever. I love. I, Elias.
1: Love, oh, I, I've been, I love. I've been. I've been on the Elias I've, train yeah, since so the beginning.
0: Yep, that was great. I don't
1: know why people aren't taking to him more. I he's, think he's gonna be fantastic.
0: He's gonna be a main eventer. I think within the next year, They're, he's gonna be a main. He's eventer. just so good. But they might just say though he's just in this spot where he is because he's awesome at his, his current spot.
1: He's so he's really good at like deadpanning and not. Yeah, but but the, so the crowd lot. I fucking he'll, love he'll try highest. he'll turn
0: the cheers around and yeah. He I, called he's... he called everyone uh, scumbags on the night after, yep. raw, raw after WrestleMania. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, I think he's just fucking great. But um, so he comes out. Cena thinks it's gonna be Undertaker. And then Undertaker comes out and basically squashes Cena in, in two and a half minutes, which I didn't have a problem with. I thought it was fine because you know what? I don't want Undertaker working a longer match because he can't anymore, and that was like Undertaker's greatest hits. I had no problem with that. I thought that was fine. He gave the crowd what they wanted to see because last year was a disaster, that match with Roman Reigns, and if that should not have been Undertaker's last match with, with that. And I said at the time that was a shame. Sure. So if this is going to be his last match, I don't think it is going to be his last match. Maybe they decided that, oh, he can just work five-minute matches and, and that'll be fine. It needs to be his
1: last match. Dude just needs to let it go and stop
0: trying to find the perfect way to leave. First way is still going to be Sting, by the way. I'm still holding out hope for next for Sting. I, I, I'm going to hold that hope they do a five minute match with Sting, and I think they're going to make that happen. You know, Sting's close to sixty by now. It's, the thing is, is no matter
1: what he does, it's always going to make some people happy and some people angry. At this point, I don't have any problem with that match because I had nothing emotionally invested in it. It just seemed like the whole thing was just weird and bizarre. I mean, where were the... I was waiting for the Scooby Doo fucking sound effects when he was like <laughs> whoop, 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 when he falls over and gets scared. Yeah at the it Undertaker. was a little bit
0: uh, the story's going to be that John Cena was wasn't prepared for some reason Though he know he, he called him out and he was he was scared in the match The the announcers did a horrible job of of communicating that that Cena looks scared They did not I was waiting for the announcer looks, to say Cena looks Yes communicate uh, the announcers to communicate Cena looks up. I think I think coach mentioned it a little bit that he lived unnerves I'm they should have put over the fact that Cena looked like he was at like he was just like holy shit. I thought they did because no. I,
1: it was very obvious to me that was, that was what they, they were going for. Like Cena was
0: like uh, 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 like they should have done a better job. And Cena got one move in the, the whole match, and then Undertaker ran through Snake Eyes, old school. He did all his moves. He he did the the barely jumping clothesline. Which, which he hasn't been able to jump in like five years. Better, and, um, and then he did the chokeslam and the tombstone, which is fine. Better, go better
1: on. tombstone than he's done in a long time. Sure, Cena's well. head actually hit the ground. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I was, I was watching. I'm like, how ch- much space? Ch- is chokeslam, it? Oh, chokeslam okay. looked good. Cena helped with that and got up real high. I, I like that match a lot. I bet it, send the crowd home happy. Cena's probably gonna go away for a while. The film stuff, you don't have to see him for for months. It's fine. I guess I just, I, 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 I neither feel it's fine.
1: I yeah, it's exactly. But it, but it's the fine. crowd loved it. it. Just, you got to
0: give it something the crowd the crowd to like. Sure. If the crowd
1: loved it, great. I, I just I didn't feel either way. I it was so weird. I guess
0: I wasn't paying attention to the build up either. Right, now for something that that really bothered me. The uh the, the tag team, the, the raw tag team belts. Uh Braun and a and a and a fucking referee son, it turns out, versus Cesaro and Sheamus, who've done a great job as a tag team over the past year, year and a half. Um and really disappointed for a legitimate tag team, one of the better tag teams in a while in WWE, to be treated like a joke and i can't i i cannot tell you I hate when they treat tag teams as a joke yeah. to a monster it goes back to w c w and other things where it's like the tag team gets destroyed by a singles wrestler, and well it's not just disrespectful to
1: i mean them it's just it, it, um i feel it's it's braun. Like the, i mean braun, braun i i like braun and braun. Is he should they or well, they should have
0: put the title on him in the fall when it was when it was hotter? Like yeah, against Lesnar. But I didn't. mean, I
1: highly doubt this has anything to do with. but This is not Braun's fault either. No, I,
0: I just I, feel like they didn't they didn't want to take the title off Lesnar. They wanted to keep it for the Reigns match. And I'll get into that. And it's disrespectful also because spoilers. Night after Raw, they relinquish Braun relinquishes the tag title. So now they're going to do a tournament for it. So it was so like that a, was a total waste. I guess they needed Braun for something to do at WrestleMania. And they didn't want to put him in the battle royal because he they they put him in a battle royal to get to the tag team part already. So really disappointing because Sheamus and uh, Cesaro have done a, a pretty damn good job as tag te- as a tag team. They've accepted those roles. Yeah, know, even, even, I mean, even though Cesaro for a time they were teasing as being a top tier guy, they're putting him on in tons of matches on Raw, like good matches with Cena a couple years ago, and like really like because he won. Remember he won the Andre the Giant thing. Yeah. Then they, they, they didn't go forward with that with him. Then they 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 pushed him and then, then they pushed him again. So Cesaro so, is a guy that I've always loved and Sheamus is
1: someone who, depending on who he's with and what he's doing at the time is, is carryable.
0: Sure. So, um, let's see what else are we missing out on here. Uh, just the main event. Was i missing one. I think we, we hit them all. Uh, Cena, female uh, universal. I think that's it. Main event. Lesnar versus Roman reigns was a shocker to me. um, for shocker, because everyone said, "Well, uh, Brock is going away," In then revealed afterwards that Brock had re-signed on Wednesday and they kept it a secret. So Brock is not going to UFC. It looks like any, anytime sooner they got to work out a deal. Dana White was at WrestleMania though, yeah. So maybe they worked out a deal where Brock can work a couple times a year at UFC, and then comes back and wrestles at six times, which would make sense. You can do that. I mean, Brock only, only wrestles about six times a year anyway, so you know you can do that. But I was, I think though. This could have been the realization that the Reigns experiment is over. Like, this is it. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't see where you go from here. He got squashed in the main event of WrestleMania. A WrestleMania main event squash match Yeah, for them, a glorified squash. Reigns got in a few hits here and there. He had a couple of near falls. But I don't think I've seen something like this before where no, you basically I. just said, okay, that's done. Like, really, that's done. We tried it before, once or twice, that's done. Reigns' men have been four WrestleManias in a row. That's done. I really feel like that's where they finally got to. I do, too. I mean, and, I don't think I feel, I feel bad for Reigns, because he should have not been put in that position to begin with. And two years ago, they should have cut bait with him, to be honest, and just built him up naturally as a, a upper mid-card, you know, winning and keeping, like, the IC belt. You know what I mean? And just let it progress naturally. But I was shocked that... The only thing you can say, well, he kicked out of, like, five F5s, which was really stupid because now the finisher doesn't mean as much. you got to protect the finisher at some point.
1: No, but they haven't protected the F5 in years.
0: But the F5 five, has
1: been meaningless for years.
0: Okay, I thought they should have protected it. You can say, well, Reigns was tough, but Reigns got in almost no offense the whole match. Got Very little. A three, I fucking hate the Superman punch. It is an awful move, especially how he delivers it. It doesn't look like there's any force behind it at all. No. Just from a martial arts standpoint, if you're trying to do a jumping punch... The power of a punch comes from your your feet being grounded and your hips. You're jumping in the air, punching someone. It might look cool. There's not going to be a huge amount behind that. End of the day. At least I don't know. Mixed martial artists, boxers, let me know if I'm wrong. I hate that stupid move. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. So he got in like three in on Brock. He got in a few spears and that was really it. And then Brock manhandled him. Then Brock cut him open. Looked like the hard way on purpose. Uh, Got him in the hairline and punched him yeah. and elbowed him, which he did with Orton a couple years ago, and bloodied him up. So they really were making a point here that Brock's a killer, which he is anyway from past matches. But then when it comes out that he re-signed, I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. People are shocked. But to, to but to end WrestleMania that way was weird. That should not have been the final match, in my opinion.
1: No, it not. absolutely should not have been. Um, Hell, I would have ended with Cena Undertaker
0: before that. Yeah. I mean, you're why not?
1: That. If you're gonna end it with a squash, at least at least end it with one that's going to, um, leave the majority of the crowd in a good mood. Yeah, people don't like the match. People were saying this is awful. They were chanting, and it wasn't a good match at all. No, it was it was miserable. Um, so here's my thing: regardless of the ending, you know, some people are are can be happy with Brock winning. Some people can be upset with Brock winning. I honestly, at this point in time, almost feel bad for for Reigns. No, I, 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 I do feel bad for Reigns, and here's why: it's really not like one of them is a better wrestler than the other at this point in time. I'm, I'm. T- Reigns I, can put on pretty good matches, huh? Reigns can put on pretty match. Yeah, good matches. I mean, he Reigns is carryable. Yeah, at this probably. point, I mean, more carryable than I, I think than Lesnar. I'm sorry, at this point, I was off on Lesnar, and then I got back on to Lesnar, and I it, it, for a brief period of time, and now I'm just back off again. The guy does fucking nothing in the ring. He whips yeah. people around with suplexes, punches people, and I mean, and and does F fives. I mean, that's it. That's his entire fucking offense. He
0: did a, he did a flying
1: knee on range, which looked looked good. He um, he's he's one of the most boring people to watch in the ring. I don't fucking care how big he is. I don't care how many times he can do a suplex. They were both boring to watch. So it's not like by him winning we're getting a better wrestler. We're not. No, you keep you keep your your marquee guy in place that can
0: attract people, and
1: but my know. question is, how much longer is he actually going to attract? That, that's that's my biggest concern. Before you
0: get bored with it, right? Well, here's the thing, though. Now yeah, we're in now a different...
1: you've got two boys at this point. This isn't last year or two years ago where it was obvious that Brock still had some steam behind him, and no one was behind Reigns at all. At well, I that think
0: what, but I think the problem with Brock though is that people were sick of the Reigns thing. If you if you put Brock against say Samoa Joe, for example, as a main event, which they might do again at some point, but unfortunately Samoa Joe was injured and, and missed this whole WrestleMania season. When he came back on Raw, that would have been exciting, I think, to people. Like you have a legitimate thing where people want to see these two fight, and they both legitimately are you know tough guys. But the fact that it was Reigns diminished Brock's ability, I think, to to be a a draw for it. I, I just not think that's it. If you put Brock against... Again, you, you don't say Brock versus Daniel Bryan would be the biggest match of the year if he did that match. Then you have contrasting people. You have someone... See, the problem here is that no one wanted to see Brock get beat. They wanted Brock to beat Reigns. That's not interesting because it, it's what should happen anyway. There's you mean no, no
1: one wanted to see Brock win? They wanted to see Reigns lose?
0: Yes. You have to have someone... You have to. Brock's the most interesting when he's the heel, the monster heel that the underdog has to defeat. Problematically, I, I
1: I wanted to see. Uh, I was on the opposite end. I wanted to see Brock lose. I didn't want to see Reigns win. Like I just, I, you see, there what was, I mean, either, yeah, there was way, no main event. There was no way to go free. It, it should yeah.
0: not have been the last match. That's the bottom line. It should not have been the last match at night. But you, you're kind of you kind of put yourself in a corner with the AJ Nakamura thing not being good anyway. I think people realized it was not going to be that good that could have been the last match either you could put the the women's match at the end if you wanted to that hasn't been done before i don't know if they're yet that they can get away with that without people being like that that should have been the last match match of the night i mean mean,
1: that that or better than
0: nakamura match and aj
1: styles match that i I mean that you're right i mean you know despite my complete indifference to the undertaker match that or the women's match would have been a far better way to end it but here's where
0: you are though now and this is one of the reasons i think they kept the title on on brock Uh, on raw bobby lashley came back it hasn't been around in 10 years from what i hear he's a much better wrestler than it was 10 years ago. really he's he's as big as brock he, he's he's a legitimate threat he's 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 a real mixed martial arts i think it's like 15 and 2 in mixed martial arts okay better record than brock so if you want to build up to something say SummerSlam, lashley versus lesnar would be a very interesting match because they're both <laughs> both huge athletic guys and at that point you could send uh, him away, uh, Lesnar for a while, put the belt on Lashley. That's w- one option. Samoa so Joe just came back, challenged Reigns. Reigns came off on on the night the, uh, the, the, the at the Raw, like whiny and like, oh, I'll, you know, he was really weird. I really think they're done with it. Like, that's it for main event, at least for a while. They have to rebuild it as character. Like, Reigns came in, like, confused, not knowing what to do. Well, a lot of people yeah.
1: said that, the, I mean, granted, the rumors after Mania are huge. Like, I don't know where Metzler got his information that Asuka was supposed to win and it was, you know, changed within the last couple of days. But, you know, people said that it, I mean, I almost believe it because it looked apparent how much of it, but people said that the the, the Roman loss was a, a, a sort of an on-the-fly thing.
0: Oh, it was on the fly? They did get a reset on the fly?
1: I don't know how on the fly, but it was, you know, it wasn't... Well, if he just
0: resigned on Wednesday...
1: Yeah. That would have had to have been a fair... Otherwise, late.
0: there's no way he would have won. Right. Which makes sense. But now they realize, okay, this Reigns thing, I'm hoping. Just put him in the mid-card Reigns. Have him be on a tag team or something. It's fine. Be fine. God, he's still getting paid. Whatever. His, his, his ego's fine. So other than that, uh, you had the Authors of Pain come up uh, on Raw. You had... Uh, uh, no, what is it? No way, Jose. He's he's like a I guess an opening act. He came up from NXT. Ember Moon looks pretty good. Ember Moon's good. She came up and, and tagged tagged with uh, um, Nia Jax. I do think there's some pot potential there. So you you had it looks exciting, and this is even before talking about who's Daniel Bryan gonna fight, where's he gonna end up, mm-hmm. and then the, the possibilities I think open up, and that's your landscape for the next year. Brock, Bobby Lashley, Daniel Bryan being there again. Owens and Zayn, they don't they don't know what's going to end up with them. There was the funniest thing in the night. There was the first TNA reference ever on, that I can think of on WWE in the 15, 16, 17 years TNA's been around. So Z- Zayn, Zane and uh, Kevin Owens come back. Uh, to, they come to Raw because they were fired from because They didn't win the match. Yeah. And Angle goes, well, you know, guys. Uh, I don't know what I can do with you two. You know the tag team division is pretty full here but here tna is hiring and it was fun the crowd was like holy shit like it was that was the first time i don't know if Angle went off the script for that he might have zane almost started laughing when he heard that like he was like it was like, like i was a professional he did but like it was fucking hysterical so it, there it is We've talking about this for like 20 minutes that's enough so uh um I'm I'm excited this is pretty good just because the fact that Brian's back opens up the world of possibilities like it really does. Uh by the way, uh, you had a, a few new Japan guys there. You had Okada in attendance. Yeah. Uh Minoru Suzuki and you had Tanahashi in attendance there. So it was interesting that they were there. I think Okada was at, was at the fan expo. I wonder if any WWE officials officials knew who he was, walking around this big hulking Japanese guy was like 6'2, 6'3. I'm sure they probably did. <laughs> O'Connor and WWE? No. <laughs> All right. What's uh what's 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 next here? My 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 topic list went over. Yeah. and QA time on the CU podcast. Uh this is from at Picard and Maker. What are games you regret not having the chance to play or passed up on when you were younger? For me, it was Don Kong Country 3, which I didn't get to play until it was on the virtual console.
1: Um for me, it would be uh honestly, quite a bit of, uh, you know, RPGs, you know, the RPGs, uh, that were on the Super Nintendo, um, that I did not get a chance to play when I was younger, when I didn't, uh, when I didn't have one. Um, people always, you know, get on me for saying I don't like the Super Nintendo. Um, there are games on the Super Nintendo that I would want to play, um, and games that I would probably, uh, enjoy on the Super Nintendo, and, Had I played them when I was younger, I would probably enjoy the Super Nintendo a lot more. The issue is I just don't have all the time right now to go back and play a lot of those RPGs that are on the Super Nintendo that I I was not able to play when I was younger. You know, 35 hours to spare. So, unfortunately, because of that, I don't have that connection with the Super Nintendo that a lot of people do, and I... I I I'm never going to be able to have that time to, you know, I I don't think really get that connection to the Super Nintendo. Um and, and I think that's where a lot of my indifference with the Super Nintendo lies, is it is largely considered an RP it is a very RPG heavy system. And um yeah, I, I never really experienced that as a kid, even though I even though I liked RPGs and played what I could on the Genesis and I had a lot of RPGs for the NES. I missed all those. So, you know, some I did go back and play, but, you know, at the time, you know, I I wanted to play through Earthbound at the time. I played it when my friend rented it, but I didn't get a chance to go all the way through it. You know, I I was not playing Final Fantasy IV when it came out. Um, You know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that I I abandoned consoles for PC gaming, because, yeah, I missed out on a lot of, like, the action platformers. I never played any of the Mega Man X games when they first came out. And from what I hear, they're different than the regular Mega Man games. I probably would have liked them a lot better, <laughs> for example. Possible. It's P- possible. Um, I didn't play any of those shooters from the 16-bit era. Really, I didn't play any on the Genesis. I didn't have a Genesis. Uh, but I never got around to playing those. I never played them on the Super Nintendo. So I did miss out on probably a chunk of games I would have very much enjoyed because I was coming in an adult and playing Return of the Zork and fucking I guess, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and you know PC stuff. And the last run of point and click adventure games and doing that. So my the whole genre has shifted from what I played.
1: Yeah, there's you like know. a whole there's like a three year period, which doesn't seem that long now, but when but when you're a teenager, it is. And especially in that like era of sixteen bit gaming, there's a lot of stuff that can come out in those three years. And yeah, there's like a three year period of sixteen bit gaming, especially on the Super Nintendo that I just I missed. Because also, like, yeah, I was playing sierra and lucas art stuff i was playing a lot of stuff on the computer um and yeah i do kind of regret that i do think it would have definitely changed how i feel about say the super nintendo
0: which is why i am not alone in working on a certain super nintendo guidebook yes yes i'm not taking on the load i am i'm not qualified to do that plus i don't i would die if i did that again uh yeah and studying stuff like uh you know super castlevania uh rondo of blood stuff like that that i never played when it first came out that i probably should have since i always liked the castlevania series maybe not as much as other series but i should have i should have got around to it i just didn't you know so it's kind of like i feel like not ashamed you don't you don't even feel ashamed but it's like yeah i never really played those games right i always kept up with the arcade games though i was always playing those arcade games <laughs> at seaside <laughs> i always knew what the hottest arcade game was sure. the hottest arcade games and no i mean the first couple years of super Nintendo i was around for like Star Fox and act razor and SimCity a little bit in those, so I played some of those early staples, but yeah, the middle years, the late years, none. I I played almost none of those later staples.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of where I was. I, I I wasn't really around for the end of the
0: sixteen bit era, just like some of the sports games, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, but I never played something like. Well, looking at the looking at the library, scrolling through it, a lot of the Super Nintendo games. Not there were a lot that were just ports from somewhere else, computer, um, or just you can play it on another system. Or, Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge Out of all the, uh, out of the Nine or so long Super Nintendo games I had I had to own that one That was a disappointment <laughs>
1: Yeah, not good
0: I did rent a decent amount of Super Nintendo games though For like a couple years While yeah. I was getting the PC I couldn't, so I couldn't buy both PC and Super Nintendo so I couldn't afford both So I had to sure. buy You can't rent PC games So I did do that So something like uh, Maximum Carnage I would rent that and play that Right Or go to a friend's house And play Sunset Riders for example So anyway Well that was, that was a decent question Thanks for the question thank you at cypress p <laughs> cypress phil do you think the abundance of quality shoot 'em up ups titles on the switch has helped rejuvenate the genre um that's a good one I, I think that it's i think that it will certainly help
1: um i think that it's also partially a response to the fact that shooters have kind of become more popular again in recent years um starting i almost want to say with uh, some of the releases on the Dreamcast, and I mean, that would be the very seed. It was slow. Um, but Ikaruga, I think, was kind of the first shooter that really... Um, was really the first shooter that... kind of got back into some mainstream... Uh, got back into the mainstream with a little bit of... Uh, with news and stuff like that. It was released on the um, the GameCube. It got good reviews... People looked at it for its interesting play mechanics. It was sought after. You know, people would actually call and look for it at stores, <coughs> and it was a quality game. Um, and you started to see shooters get released a little bit more and more over here. You started to see the Raiden games get released. You know, Raiden three was on the PS two. Um, you got Gradius. Uh, you know, five on the PS two. Um, you started to see games like Castle Shikigami on the Wii. And then all those cave shooters were released, like the Mushihime Sama, um, ESP Galutath uh, 2, um, by a cave, were released on the 360. Many of them were region-free, which was uh, very uncommon um, for 360 games in Japan. And they just started to get more and more popular. I think a lot of the uh, small doujin games that were released on PC, such as the Toho series, helped get them more popular in the U.S. again. I think people just started realizing that they're fun, and there was a whole genre sort of of games that people had missed out on because they were considered too old-fashioned or too arcadey or too old school. For a long time, when when you were reading reviews of modern shooters that would occasionally make it over here, the reviews kind of... They were by people, I think, who didn't quite understand the appeal. They would look at them and say, Well... You know, this game gets a five or a six. It's only going to appeal to genre fans or, or something along those lines. Um, you know, they failed to see what would make this game tick or appeal to someone who'd be interested in this. They never really saw beyond the the old school facade. But they've really come back. I think the indie game scene has helped push them, and people are starting to enjoy them a lot more, which is why I think we're starting to see them um, appear on digital services uh, with more frequency the switch has by my count i think 17 or 18 horizontal and vertical scrolling shooters on it now for digital download um and they're adding more almost every week so
0: digital a uh, vertical you can you can have the option on your on your main tv and just or when you hold it you have to
1: no by vertical or horizontal i mean horizontal oh not the display <laughs> type. okay or vertical scrolling
0: i'm thinking of the i'm thinking of the the, the, the smaller screens um
1: I mean for the vertical scrolling shooters it does for a lot of them depending on the options let you to rotate the screen okay, so that's what I mean which it. is it's really cool. cool. Yeah. Um I mean Sekio has is is releasing like is having all of their shooters released which I don't in, in digital form which I don't think is happening on any of the other platforms right now which is huge. I mean if you're a shooter fan to a lot of people that's almost a reason to go out and buy a Switch right now. So I only hope that this sort of exposure gets people to pick up one or two that look interesting to them, and maybe maybe look into it deeper. Um, I would. I I can't wait to see like two or three years from now what the selection looks like on the Switch because it's just not slowing down. It's it's honestly like every couple every week or couple of weeks there's another great arcade our, shooter on the shooters just
0: a, a good genre to have on a portable system absolutely with a decent size screen
1: yeah I mean they really are I I would love to own a shoot I mean if shooters came out in a physical form especially one that was made today I would buy it physically but there is also a it's great to have them all in one spot digitally on a portable because I can sit there on a plane and keep myself entertained forever without having to you know switch cartridges it does benefit a player to focus on one shooter but it's also a lot of fun to open it up and just like look at it's like a kid in a candy store to go into the you know your 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 games library and just see all those shooters there and be like that one you know it's it's fantastic
0: so um i don't don't have much to add to this i've been distracted for part of this because i went on twitter and see that uh, chun Lee is trending
1: Yeah, because uh, Nicki Minaj is releasing a song tomorrow
0: And holy shit, that picture of her My god, sorry yep. mm-hmm. A little distracted I was like, what? <laughs> it's, it's totally fine uh, yeah, That's why I was just like, oh, okay I feel, cool. like, I feel like Regis Philbin now Why? You ever see that clip of, of when Nicki Minaj first came up on the scene Really, I want to say it was like what, nine, eight, nine years ago yeah. When it was still Regis and uh, whatever the hell it was she performed when she was fairly brand new, and, and she's, she's standing there after the performance with Regis. Regis couldn't control himself, and he touches her ass. Like, oh, Regis! I would have done the same Christ. thing as old Regis. And like they, it was funny, they played they're like, "Oh, Regis!" But like he was so taken by her beauty and, and her amazing ass—yeah, it's amazing—that he touches it. The clips online, and people are like, "Oh my god, Regis!" Like he's a he's a dirty old man, Regis. Yeah, it's no, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's a picture. It's a it's a picture. She has the she has the hair. The, the, the rest... it's cute. It's cute. Sorry, I was distracted by, uh, uh, Nicki Minaj's flesh, like Regis was back then. But, but yeah, shooters. So yeah, <laughs> so there we go. All right. Um,
1: Ian asks, asks, any thoughts on the Apu controversy? I'm pretty liberal myself, and I think it's rather ridiculous when every character on The Simpsons is a stereotype. This is at Keeping Up
0: Gaming, by the way. Okay, so the controversy is Apu who. He owns the, the Quickie Mart. He's an, a character of Indian descent on The Simpsons. He has the, the accent. He's voiced by Hank Azaria, I believe. Um, so the people are uh, annoyed because, okay, he he's a stereotype of an Indian man o- o- owning a convenience store. This is a, a new age. Where is that acceptable to have this heavy stereotype? Uh, the Sim- Before I get into the right or wrong of this, where I'm not sure there's a right or wrong on this, this is a show that's been on for 30 years almost. So what was more uh, uh, what was more acceptable or benign that was seen in the culture 30 years ago is obviously not today. A lot fucking happens in 30 years in the culture. You can even say until the past six or seven years, maybe someone wouldn't have a big issue with this. What I know from... I have not watched The Simpsons regularly since probably the late 90s. What I will say of the uh, Apu character is that... Well, he is he is probably more fleshed out than some of the other secondary characters. There have been episodes dedicated to Apu as he's not just some guy who owns uh, you know he's not just doing uh, what are they what are they called the slushies there or whatever squishies squishies he's not just a guy doing that even though he is pushing those at some points but it seems like a lot of these secondary characters are are just like disco stew or it's just a dumb guy doing disco that's not really what a is a really has some personality and he is like a real individual who happens to be an Indian who owns and runs the quickie Mart. And so it, on the surface, I don't feel that's wrong be, just because obviously it's a stereotype because they are known to run them. I mean, I grew up in a place where I, there was a lot of Indian Americans and yeah, not everyone, not every someone, every person was an Indian owned one of those, but there were Indians around me that did own them. So when I see that, it's not, I don't see it as, any form of racism. I just think it's like, well, that's part of the culture of the time. That's how we're representing him. If we're an Indian character, that's who we are. Cause that's what we know. And that's probably what the writers wrote it as 30 years ago. So the question is, is that wrong looking at it from the prism nowadays? And it's tough to answer because if you have a show, that's the episodic, that doesn't move time forward. Do you all of a sudden then have to say, okay, we have this character that's from 30 years ago. Do we write him out? Do we change the character all of a sudden? those are those are things you can you can ask i guess but i don't know i, I maybe i'm not i can't be i mean i could be offended but at this point i'm not maybe i should be i don't know i i think this isn't as black and white of other issues because uh, i think the apu character is a little a little bit more to me than a stereotype based upon what i've seen that's
1: my take on it and <clears throat>
0: i'll leave it pretty cut and dry and
1: simple because i honestly don't have a ton of um history with the simpsons um yeah it's a stereotype and you've got a white guy doing a stereotypical um indian voice um which in turn was you know uh, i believe by his own admittance based on peter sellers another white guy doing a stereotypical it was based
0: on peter sellers peter yeah sellers. i did not know that
1: doing uh, another um stereotypical indian voice um I I was never comfortable with Apu. I always, I mean, early on looked at it and was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of weird." But I never really watched The Simpsons uh, a whole lot. I love Futurama, but for whatever reason, I just never connected with The Simpsons. Never did. I always liked Futurama better because I always thought those they had a lot more to say in individual episodes. Sure, and it was <laughs> just it was just something that appealed to me more. I never watched a ton of sitcoms, so. I've always had a problem with. I always felt that Apu was problematic. I never. I, I mean, even as a kid, I just looked at him and I was like, "This, uh, that's like, that's, that's the quickie Mart stereotype." I, I don't know. Well, it, uh, it, it, it always was strange to me. And then, uh, and then I had an Indian roommate for two years when living in San Diego, and he liked, he liked The Simpsons, and he was not a fan of Apu, and. I, I mean I it's just when you take yourself out of a situation where you're surrounded by you have to look at it from that angle i I mean I like I said with an Indian roommate and it's offensive to the people it represents I'm not saying all of them, but I mean when you read enough stories about that, especially if it's a white guy doing the voice I think that's and, what and, and it's never possible. evolved it's never. The, the character yes he does have more depth behind him than a lot of these other characters but the character itself is still a stereotype that has never evolved and I'm not and I'm sure I'm going to get fucking shit for this but it's not like my opinion on Apu is suddenly changed I've always had an issue with that character I, I come so from...
0: I'm surprised that this is an issue just now well I'm, I, the question is oh, what, like, what do you do about it and then do you then go back to the other characters and change them at some point, like, do you do that? Do you do, you, do you change the 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 the, the janitor because he's a you know a, a big yeah, Scottish? Stereotype. I have no idea. Not for me to decide.
1: I mean, I didn't write them into this problem. Sure,
0: you know, does that offend you at all? That that's that stereotype.
1: Like I, I mean, no, it doesn't. But then again, I don't. I mean, I just, I, the, the question is though, but do, but what, but if it does, do I? I mean, am I going to tell what, them what's they're a, wrong? No. What's
0: what's the percentage of people that has to be? upset about it nor for people to say this should be changed right, so that's that's no other conversation i mean i grew up with there was a decent amount of indian people around me i was friends with with a, an indian person for years in grade school and when i look at it it the more i think about it it is bad just because it spotlights the stereotype more than anything else the stereotype is itself they existed they still do sure you know so that's so that's fine i think the spotlighting is what caused the issue uh to perhaps me. Uh, the more I think about it because I was on the school bus. There were there were some asshole bullies that would make would do the voice or something to these Indian kids, which really they didn't have the voice. They weren't they were they were first generation. They weren't they weren't off the boat, you know. So they spoke like the rest of us did, you know. Um, so it spotlighted it, but it's not like we didn't know that stereotype existed because we were around it all the time. Yeah. There, were, there was one three blocks away from me. There was another one six, Seven blocks away from me. That's just the reality of where I grew up. I grew up with a lot of Indian Americans around me, but yes, not everyone owned a fucking convenience store. That wasn't the way it worked. So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, the the Simpsons trying to, they just put out an episode where they kind of addressed it saying that maybe we'll address it at some point. Maybe we won't. They kind of side-eyed it and just said like, it is Uh, what it is.
1: I think the response was weird,
0: but like I said, I, I just, the Simpsons usually doesn't change their characters. So like I would say you'd have to almost write it out Or I don't know what you'd do with it, I, it it's, a weird, it's a show has been around for 30 years So this shouldn't have been It's Again this is the only show I can imagine this happening Because no show lasts this long With the same characters not changing Sure, so It's weird this isn't this isn't like, uh, you know, faulty towers that was made in a certain time and it was what it was. Right. And I, even know. I
1: can, you know, go back and admit my wrong in that situation and say that that was a situation where it was a product of its time. And while it was, you know, that's not great. You know, it was they can't change that.
0: Maybe you do an episode where a Pooh has to sell sell the quickie mart Maybe that's how you get. Then you have him do something else or he uh. moves away. Alright, this one's for me from
1: Ian asks Will YouTube type personalities eventually replace the actors we think of them today taking power from the studios and giving it back to the content creator themselves?
0: Well, the content creator has the power if they're on YouTube since they're creating the content. In terms of replacing (laughs) the actor for importance or what they can do absolutely not. Because there's actors are part of a system. They're a common a Hollywood system or movie system where they can make gigantic projects. They are they are hired hands. They're not the content creators themselves. They are they are a small participant in a project. You can you can shift around actors for roles and people wouldn't know if they were shifted out potentially. So that's different. That's totally different. Like a content creator is the auteur where I'm controlling everything. If I put out a video that I star and write edit, only I can do that. No one else can. And an actor any You can swap out actors in a Shakespearean play. You can swap out actors in a TV show or a Netflix show. So it's entirely a different beast. So the power's not going to be taken to the studios because I don't see a band of YouTubers making Infinity War anytime soon. No. I don't think we have the juice or the money or the ability or the talent or the know-how to do that. I don't think it's ever going to cross over into that. We can get the money, potentially. We can get a little bit of influence. We're not going to be able to take over the system or even get into the system. It's just not going to happen. It's just too much money. That already exists. You can't. It's not gonna be like, oh, hey, YouTubers, you want to make a $200 two hundred million dollar blockbuster anytime soon? I don't see that ever happening, or, or any project on that scale. The few projects we have seen, like the Rooster Teeth movie or whatever else that they put out, like they're cute little films. You know, they're fine with the YouTube movies, but that's that's what you got. And even that success hasn't been, I don't think, catching on fire because people want what they want. They want to see. They don't necessarily want to see PewDiePie in a reality show. They want to see them play games and. and be a goofball or whatever the hell he's doing you know what i mean like people want the content creators doing the content they want they they rebel when they do something different they rebelled against this podcast I why are you doing a podcast do a pat the indians video you know it's so i think it's always going to be somewhat different
1: ian i was just thinking about something for me um what were you
0: <laughs> thinking about oh i was Nicki minaj as chun lee no about? no
1: no um I was just thinking about a response to the people who tell you that you should be doing a pat the Yes punk video instead of um instead of doing the podcast
0: What will we'll be the response again. man it, was just, it was <laughs> funny it was
1: funny in my mind it involves just tossing off in their eyes um, that, that would have be been nice though
0: people <sighs> like people like
1: that goofball i'm gonna, i'm just my I'm in a zany mood. Um. Do, do you see? There. Oh yeah. You, no. There's a, it's just a different no, category. I, yeah, no. And that's what I was gonna say. Markiplier is not I, not,
0: I, not Chris Evans. He's he's a different category. He's it's a new category of sort of celebrity that hasn't existed before. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Th- and that's that's <laughs> that's where I'm going. That's what I would say about it too. It's uh. it's interesting to see, because YouTube has become so popular, people. You know see and you see some content creators rising to almost the same sort of celebrity status. celebrity status but that doesn't mean they're going to overtake one sort of celebrity it's just no, a it's, different. it's just a new type
0: of celebrity it could be the final frontier of celebrity it could be like the last sort of Free content creator coming live to you, or you know what I mean, like right. I guess you have streamer, which is somewhat different than, them, but it's all. In the, I put them all together. Streamer, sure. YouTuber, you know they are kind it, of. It's really still different.
1: a content creator though, but it yeah. is different. But it's a content creator in the same way. And Podcaster. They, get, they get built up in the same way. Basically, sure. it's a it's a create your own do it yourself sort of. I I I,
0: I gave an autograph to two eight year olds at a convention last year that didn't know who I was. They just knew that I was on YouTube. Oh, like that was a thing to them. Oh, you're on YouTube, sign this. and I was like, this is really strange. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> star of the silver screen in the thirties. I think mean, that's what it was. It's like, oh, oh, I know you're in you're in the pictures. You're, you're in the, the you're in the, the, the pictures, pictures. You're in the moving pictures. I'll get your art of it. That's so different category, not going to be overtaken. Sure. Uh, at G Jack X, what shocks you the most that is very rare and sought after in the retro gaming collector communities? For example, Earthbound has become has become became or the hoary n64 controller things of that nature what system slash game slash peripherals so ian your experience what has shocked you that it's become sought after rental cases they're not screwing with me no
1: rental cases like i think it's cool
0: but the original rental cases for like nintendo games with like a sticker on it telling how to play it no like the system rental cases oh the, the the ones that only crazy assholes like me go for uh, the the two people I know of who
1: love rental cases are you and Jay. And it
0: it but it, that's not widespread though. That's only well, that's a very. But small they idea.
1: do. But there are people who do. And I mean, they did go up in price, and that was just something that I thought was incredible. Well, whatever. For a few. I know. But it, that was just something that – I mean, it, it isn't just you two. You two are the two that I think of the most when I think of rental cases. Jay's done way too much research on, on – The this. research is fascinating. But it was just uh, – that was just something that, like, struck me completely. Like I was like, really? This is something that's, like, high in demand? Well, for me,
0: it's practical because it's the best way to store a system. Sure. You'll throw them in a fucking box or you have a cool little – I can go, hey, you want me to bring over my Saturn in the case? Right. To uh, me, it just made sense. Yeah. I hate to say it, and now I've amassed like twenty-five of them. I only need like three more, and I'm done with like all the ones that we know that exist. Which is kind of scary to think about.
1: <laughs> That's that, insane. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: I, you talk. I got. I got to sift through my brain here because
0: everything I, is weird to me that is collectible at this point. No, but that has become sought after. You didn't think would ever get.
1: Yeah, collectible. I didn't think that would be.
0: I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there's people that collect like the organizers in the box, but not many people go for that. There's only a few crazy people. You know,
1: I mean, on a huge level, I don't know fucking common Nintendo games, full sets. That's weird to you at the end of the day. Yes. When I look at like an entire full set, I guess, no, I, I collecting in a
0: I don't fuck. talk <laughs> this was geared towards you. Uh, what is, uh, sh- oh, well, collecting sealed games. That's never caught on like, like wildfire. That always was like strange to me. Just on its surface We know why we've gone through it Because you're not You can't access the, the goodies of it In right. any way It's sort of entombed And at that point You're not really collecting video games anymore You're collecting You're collecting like video game Aferma that's, Sure Because you can't get to the game So to me there's no difference Is having the box to display Buy a fucking box Or get a box copy With the game inside Versus this. Like what's the There's no material difference Besides cellophane I can't express that enough. There's no material difference. Yeah, is there? No, no, there's not. It's pristine. It's untouched. Okay, so, so what? You got a jar of Hellman's from '78 that's been untouched. <laughs> I'd rather have the new one that you can open. And in... I don't use mayo anymore. I've kind of gotten off the mayo track the past few years. Mustard is always still king to me. Yeah, mustard is the best. It's mustard and relish on, on a hot dog. Don't ever throw that ketchup shit at me. What? What's other? What, is, what else has shocked me? in particular. I don't know. Some systems I've shot me that people started collecting for. Uh, it shocked me that people got into TurboGrafx-16 ever. I don't care. that. Well, they moved on from NES, but the fact that it was a system that no one had. No one had it. No one had it, and people started collecting it and driving the price up, just because they, they wanted to get into it. Master System never really caught on, though. Um, cause no one had that either. More people had that than the TurboGrafx, but people didn't want it. For some reason, the little hue cards, I think, were people liked about the turbografx Maybe, well, I
1: think they liked it because of the mystery of it. I mean, enough people I, knew about the Sega I, Master System, but didn't...
0: I'm not going to... I don't usually toot my own horn about opening things up to people. I did open up people to learn about the TurboGrafx you seen through my few NES Punk videos. I did. My, you, are you giving me? I, really? Yeah. You, you know how many views my Christmas video got back in 2010? I, so, it. I... Okay. Ha, okay, you keep talking
1: while I, I see how many views that's gotten. You're this. just trying to pass this... Dead question off to me. Dead question. Did. You don't want to, want to answer this. Oh, I just agreed with whatever you were saying. Okay. I.
0: I mean, I, I. was trying to think. I, I. I'm sure I have an answer uh, to this. I just haven't had a chance. A Pathéanias Punk Christmas, which I somehow wrote, shot, and edited in one week because mm-hmm. I was a fucking madman uh, eight years ago uh-huh. in manic. Two hundred seventy-two thousand views. Okay. So when people search for that, probably or watch that, they're like, "Well, I didn't know this was a fucking system." I, it, wasn't, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just me why he was that big it, it's not nothing as Frank would say it's, that's all I'm saying so because before that no one knew what it was okay I'll shut the fuck up people think I have a big ego I'll shut up Mahjong games I wasn't expecting Mahjong games to take off that? the way they no, yeah they they, they've off. really taken off man. yeah they've taken off hugely so, merchandise wasn't really a thing before video game merchandise was not a thing for the I mean, most part I guess I, w- I, w-
1: I, w- I would have you know said something like I was kind of thinking that it's a lot of the merchandise and like smaller stuff that I would not have expected. I kind of thought it would have stuck, maybe more to games. I wasn't expecting, um, and it's it's the stuff that I've actually come to find more interesting. Uh, but I wasn't expecting so much of the documentation to take off and and
0: stuff like that. Was well, it taken? Is it really taken off for collecting or just people want to acquire to preserve?
1: Well, I mean, if we're gonna talk about just mainstream collecting stuff stuff that's hit mainstream, none of it really surprises me. Sure. None of it. Because it's just the natural evolution. Evolution! Once you start collecting something, it's very easy to bleed from one system into another system. To go from loose games to complete games. Even to go from complete games into sealed games. It may not make sense to us, but I can easily see how that all happens. I can easily see how it goes from Nintendo into even Turbo Graphics or Nintendo into Sega Master System, or Super. Um, or, or, or Super. Um, there's nothing really that weird to me about how um, the Earth uh, about how Earthbound became popular. It just needed time to be discovered. As people get into these systems, these things are going to be discovered. There's always going to be games that were less appreciated back in their time that were good games that are going to be found out that are good and people are going to want them again. It happened with, it's not just earthbound earthbound is like a prime example, but we talked about it or there was a question I think that maybe we didn't discuss, but, um, you know it happened with all rpgs all the rpgs got bigger once oh, rpgs that was, a, that was a conversation okay man. we, we we're we're did gonna, do
0: that we're about the, why the rpgs are sought
1: after. okay i i i couldn't remember if we actually did throw that question learn the, the, the podcast
0: entire... Ian. Uh, learn it love it watch it <laughs> i don't want to listen to myself talk
1: um <laughs> i really don't a lot of people might agree uh so, and same with the Hori on 64 controller. Like it's That a was good, a weird
0: one because I don't think most people know that exists. But it's a so. good
1: controller. So, as soon as that gets out there and people know, it makes sense sure. to me. So I got a the, couple of them. The things that become popular in collecting are generally become popular for a reason. And that's why the things that become real niche with collecting. Niche. Niche, whatever. It's niche. Niche. No, it's niche. Niche. Yeah, niche. Um, $100 with the Hori controller for a while. It, it doesn't none of it to me is surprising anymore i guess i i maybe i've just been trained at this point to realize that everything is collectible to someone yeah
0: for the most part as i look at my turbo uh coaster behind you <laughs> that's a great coaster i was i really packed that probably not as well as i should but i packed it well you know you sneezed at it 20 minutes ago Um. All right. That's a that's a great question. Want to do this last one? This is. I don't know if I. No. Is this is this too self serving? This last one. (laughs) Is it too self serving? Ian
1: asks. (laughs) Hey, Pat. Do you do you feel like going to cons like, PAX East? Opens the world of the NES to the newer generation of gamers when they see
0: your book. I did not ask someone to write this question. Okay, um, I'll try not to make this question as so self-serving as it might be in the surface. This is from at Sean Furs, by the way. I've seen at the other packs and in- This is the, the question equivalent of a flashlight. <laughs> I will say this. I I think we as as people that grew up with these games we have taken for granted how much we know about these games versus newer generations and how much it's in our minds until we see them for the first time. So I'll, I'll try not to generalize. I'll try to generalize this more. If you if you're if you play modern games, say you're like 20 years old. If you're 20 years old, there's no way or reason for you to ever want to know on its surface about NES games or even super games, unless you were pushed towards them, unless there was a reason for you to look for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you see a book laying around or a display of some sort, maybe a nice cover that has Rob the Robot and some other shiny games and screenshots, maybe it's titled Ultimate Nintendo, Guide to the NES Library, 1995, 1995. Maybe you pick it up and maybe you thumb through it and be like, okay, this is cool. This is easy and accessible. Really trying not to be self-serving here. But in general, though, Like A PAX East or uh, an RTX, Rooster Teeth Expo, or a BlizzCon, it is a way to sort of... uh, We forget that retro gaming is niche in terms of overall gaming. If you want to say it's 10%, you might be going too far at that point. It could be 5%, it could be less than that. I don't know. But you, you do get an opportunity to expose modern gamers to retro gaming and i think they're not everyone will, will it won't appeal to everyone it's like oh who cares but someone will be like oh this is interesting this is something i never would have thought of before or never would have come across maybe ian you've seen that with your store maybe you have people wander in and be like oh what's this hmm. I, i've been into a game stop but now i see older games and that's the hand off to ian so it's not about pat's eagle in this segment <laughs> um
1: I don't think there's anyone young who walks into the store for the first time and, you know, goes... we're You know, and is, like, totally sees something that they've never been exposed to before. But there are... There are younger customers who come in and, you know, they do, over the course of multiple trips, they may be coming in for the more modern games. Or maybe even not, you know... PS4 and Xbox One, but they're coming in to get some you know, 360 games or something. And they sure. do. They get more interested in the older stuff. Even if they never buy it, they do want to learn more about it because it's it's there. So they did come in at first not knowing about it, though. Well, they know about it. I mean, they're aware of it, but they want to know more about it. And Sure, but they're not... Yeah, I know about movies from the 50s, but I have to go back and watch them to really sure. learn about it. And they're not really playing it, but I'm just saying that there is... When you have something there to look at, as opposed to just the knowledge of it, then they're more compelled to learn more about it. If it's if it's there, it's one of those out of sight, out of
0: mind things. Yes. Once
1: they see it, so whether it's a book or a stack of old games actually there, like right next to the new games or you're looking a d- at,
0: display somewhere. At, yeah. E- like, like, I think Joe <laughs> Santulli and his team did a great job back in like when the two or three years they went to E3 when they, when they had the Video Game History Museum display. Like for, a lot, for That was great because it was gigantic. You had people wandering and be like, oh, what is this? What are all these old games? You had a nice laid out history foundation. Right. So I, I, I think that's important to have, to have those opportunities. And my book is nothing compared to that. I'm not trying to say they're on the same level or not at all. But a lot less happens with that than you might think. Right, you know, what I mean, there's not a lot of that that's occurring where, oh, modern gamers are are being exposed to the retro gaming scene overtly, like here, you know, look at it, here, try this out. I don't think it happens that much. No. Super Nintendo book on the way, Kickstarter this year for Super Nintendo guide. Is that it for this uh this sort of thing we got going on here? What is this? We got a see you podcast yeah that's it for this Patreon. two and a half hours longest as one long <laughs> a while because uh that's it for this patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> patreon's done yeah uh, we have a patreon patreon.com slash see your podcast subscribe on youtube or itunes stitcher poppy google play wherever you listen to us rambling um but don't shut off yeah we have to have the display up ian I'm by not, the not way i'm the display up by the way i've forgotten the intro to uh to let you know did you watch the video the actual video of our channel awesome discussion no, you did not. You know that's gotten quarter of a million views, right? Oh, that's awesome. You, you remember you packed up early to to leave during that segment? Yeah. I, I well, uh, I'm glad you're proud of your body, but uh, I'm a nice guy. I uh, I I edited out your plumber's crack that was showing when you're bending down getting your stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, I just think it was funny that that potentially would have been seen by two hundred fifty thousand people. <laughs> I just think it's funny. You got to laugh at that. Come I on. love my body. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Someone would have marked that as a commu- against the community guidelines, <laughs> but I I blanked it out. A big black b- box that. Come on, that's the biggest video we've had in a while. Yeah, that's... Since the Deadpool <laughs> teaser thing from like four years ago. That would have been uh Yeah, that would have been a... That would have been funny, huh? That would have been a good one. So get yeah. a fucking belt. I think I'm going to buy you a belt. I have that- a belt. You finally got it. You didn't have it last time. Yes, I did. But it's not tight up? apparently. I've been losing a lot of weight. Okay. Oh, good for you then. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to get we gotta get a, a Jenny Craig sponsor. All right, so thank you so much for... Uh, Ian's going to have his Google Hangout this uh, this Saturday, or what is it? Or Saturday,
1: Saturday,
0: Saturday, Saturday. On the 14th. And then uh, uh, thanks to everyone to come out to PAX East. Uh, thanks to the Teamsters for, for robbing me of $1,200 uh, for transporting my books. I didn't explain that before. And, uh, yeah, so for Ian Ferguson, on uh, Pat Contre. i got to now go edit. He is going to go home and sleep. No, He's i got to go to work. I've got to work. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.